Golden Globies, welcome back. And if any of you bots are listening in today, I just got to let you know, some action podcasts out there, we call them the 99%, they give 1%. But here at Golden Globies Theater, we're the 1% that gives you 99%, Murray. Why is that? We do the whole fucking movie. Cover the whole thing. Twice sometimes. Twice sometimes. Like this time. Oh, oh, Golden Globiacs. You know there's a lot of new happening in my life. And one of those new news is last week, last Saturday, a few days ago now, our faithful companion, not Mattingly, he's fine, unfortunately. Unfortunately? Is it fortunately? He's actually transcribing everything we're saying with a quill. Right. Just in case. Yeah. We couldn't find enough stone tablets for him to chisel. He's a scribe. It. He is a Swedes and scale operator. He can do it all. <laughs> he is uh, multi talented. Yes. Yes. He is a Swiss Army knife of servants. <laughs> well, we lost <sighs> the laptop. Yeah. Um, we we learned that. Hour and 15 minutes into recording this episode that you're... Li- well, you're not listening to that episode. Mm. By the way, if this episode sucks, well, that last episode that got lost was awesome. So oh, oh. don't blame us. Blame the laptop. The metaphor, the word plays. We were just bouncing. It was just something Griffin, Griffin, and Spliffin. Sometimes you just get that energy. You know, you've heard it before. I was asleep, literally, before. And then the power of Frogtown... <laughs> Made me jumpy. Yeah. And I was killing it. I don't know if I can replicate that. You know, I was, uh, I saw something when uh, Bob Odenkirk was, uh, Bob. He, was he was doing the uh, rounds for the last season of Better Call Saul. Right. And he uh, said, and I agree with him, he's like, they, I don't know what show he was on, but they were like, did you ever consider doing stand up? And he said, no, because. When I tell a joke, I'm done with it. I don't want to tell. That's why I do improv. I don't want to tell it again, and I feel the exact same way. Like that's why. That's why the show isn't scripted, people. Because right. I, you're going to get a totally new show compared to that show that got doesn't exist anymore. I know. I I like this because I floated the idea to you multiple times where I said I really want to redo. Uh, Hero and the Terror as some kind of... Why? It's been done. It's just amusing because we have evolved so much. But there's, I just think there's so many movies I want to get to. And I got to go back to a Chuck Norris movie? I think it would be very entertaining Uh, to do that and just have the, you know... You know what? I'll put that up on the Twitter as a poll. We'll see. We'll see. People want us to do it. And if they, they, they win, I'll think about it. Yeah, I think it would be a fun thing to do. And Murray's like, no, I'd have to go re-listen to the episode. To well, make not sure. re-listen. I'd have to listen to it. Yeah, good. And good I don't want to do that. Right. You don't. <laughs> you just admitted it. Yeah. I wouldn't know what I did last time because we make it up Of course not. That's why time. we need to listen, just to make sure we're not repeating ourselves. Uh, well, we did 40 minutes. And we cover. I remember covering the chair seat for three to nine of those minutes. So wait, the first episode was forty minutes. I don't remember how long it no, was. No, it was at least an hour. I feel like we awkwardly rambled on about what we were trying to do. Yeah, for yeah, ten minutes or yeah, so. So I, I agree. Well, some 
Somebody needs to know. Somebody doesn't. But uh, yeah, uh, I got to see uh, Griff lose his shit. He like smashed the. This is true. He pulled a Pete Townsend on us and was like, smashing his equipment. Scared the fuck out of Millie. Oh, uh, poor Millie. She, when she gets upset, uh, or, or I should say, when I get upset and I go into Goblin Griff mode, Millie runs and hides in the closet, and it breaks my heart every time. Well, get it under control. It's a once a year thing. Oh, yeah. I get to break it out once a year. Once what do you do when you rage out? You never <laughs> rage out. I try not to because I could kill somebody if I rage out. So I try to keep it contained. Right. <laughs> I didn't. What are you gonna do? I didn't put anybody in harm's I way. Can, I can arm somebody, so I have to always be under control. <sighs> All right, Murray. Griff, rageaholic. Add that to the list, people. Is that oh of my bad features? What yeah. bad qualities as a human bad being? Quality, Rageaholic. Yeah. Okay. Yes, everybody do that. Uh, now I will say I did get the chance because last time we were doing a double feature and I just didn't get a chance to watch Hellcomes to Frogtown twice. So I got to watch it again today. With lowered expectations, it's not a, it's not as bad of a movie for me. Still okay. not great. No, it's not great. It wasn't great the first time I saw it. Many moons ago. Can we play some uh, uh, flashback music? You want for this flashback thing? music? <laughs> Where I have to. I have to finish this tonight. Like slash harp tomorrow. music. <laughs> I'm waiting for the music. By the way, what? how about that opening song? We gave you the Slayer Frogger mashup you never thought you needed to hear. What other podcast does that? I asked you a question, Griff. What other podcast does oh, that? Oh, you looked at the laptop like you were asking the audience. Usually when we're oh. talking to you guys I'm staring directly. at the laptop because I don't want it to <laughs> die on us. And Did we really explain what happened? We're like an hour and 15 in, all right? And then Griff looks over and is like, oh, shit, it's not recording. Yeah. And then, fortunately, an hour of it had gotten recorded. Right. And so we're like, woo, at least we have that. Yeah. We can just go back. I cut I cut what we had there. I saved it to the hard drive. Uh, it gave us some kind of input error, so like with the uh, USB device to the mixer and all that. So I'm thinking, okay, we'll save this content so we have an hour. And we don't have to restart new. We just have to do the last five to ten minutes. We've done this before. Yeah. It's perfect. We got this. Then we started it up again. Go through the scene one more time. Right. And we're looking over like we're doing now. And well, I got the I sun directly over. in my face. I looked over for that one, and I'm like, we were like five minutes into it. And I'm like, hey, It's doing stop. it again. So we fucked with it again. Yeah, we fucked with it again. Then I went to, oh, did I restart? No. No, that was when I hit it. it well, no, we know because we, we started up one more time. time yeah. And it was like for a minute. And then, and then it, it cut out. And yeah. then the rage came out. Mm-hmm. Bruce Banner became the Incredible Hulk. That's right. So I hit the laptop. The screen started freaking out. I pulled out the... The USB to restart it, and when it tried to restart, it was like, you don't have a hard drive, sir. Yeah, so uh, that's so what happened. We called it quits. 
And uh, well, we had to. We had no other choice. I mean, we, I mean, I jinxed us anyway because when we were recording the Miami Voice episode, that by the way, everyone's talking about the Miami Voice Elgato. Everyone's like, I'm being Elgato for Halloween this year. Uh, I'm impressed because you know I do tour the Halloween USA's. I haven't bought a Halloween costume since I I peaked when I did John Claude from Kickboxer, and even that was homemade. But still, I, the best kind. I still like to just see what Halloween USA and oh. Spirit because the you know the Midwest we're just full of strip malls with empty buildings. Well, I think the whole country is. That's most of the country too, but especially here in the suburbs of uh, of Detroit. And so you, I mean, I could find an empty Kmart in two minutes for you if you wanted. And there's going to be a Spirit Halloween next door to it any minute now. Um, and just look at the costumes. And El Gato is one whole aisle because he had that many outfits. Yeah. And then there's uh, Sonny Burnett. It's just a rubber band for your name. <laughs> it's just a rubber band. Yeah. Cl- clip on ponytail if you don't have. Yeah. Thank us. Thank Stuart. Thank the Lord for El Gato. That's right. Uh, what were we talking about? Well, I know what you want to get to because we do want to talk about this movie instead of rambling on about Griff's rage. Can we stop about my rage? Anger management. I want to put that behind. Do me they now. have a good anger management thing for this new job you have? Uh, I think program? they. I think they have an app for that. Okay, they have an app for everything. That's what they kept saying. It's like we have an app for this, and I was like, "Fucking Christ! What a what a half-ass way to like try to help people." Like we have an app for that. Maybe it would help. I don't know. Look into it's, it. It seems half-assed. I'm just I'm looking. I know you're mesmerized. It's like we have a lava lamp. Well, because in the studio because now. Griff loves to sandbag me and like say you're too quiet, and then it's always he's his fuck ups with the volume is the problem, <laughs> and it's my problem. So I wind up screaming into the mic, <laughs> and then my voice is fucking raw and bleeding. <laughs> it's all coming out now. All of it. Well, that's the thing. We're transparent. Everyone tries to put up like a post. Like, we're the most perfect podcast, and they suck in real life. Well, we're awesome, but like we're I still said, telling you we're not perfect. Yeah, they're the 99%. We're the 1%. Right. That does the 99%. Because we do That's everything. the mentality of the real 1%. We do the 99% of the work. Right. That's why we're the 1%. Right. That's why we should get all the money. But we proved that oxymoron wrong because we actually are the 1% of podcasters because we don't do a 30-minute show, which Aubrey reminds us, you know, that is the most popular time format for yeah, How podcast. can you get into anything in 30 minutes? How We're still getting into my <laughs> my rage issues, the laptop issues. Like, there's not well, enough we, time. Like I said, we're transparent. We don't lie to our followers like most people do. That's right. We give it to you raw and real. Like I said, we're the punk rock podcast. We tell it to you like it is. That's right. The only, the, the only time we pull punches is when Joel Coleman's in the studio. Because well, he would kick our ass. Because he would, he would strangle us. Yeah. He would murder us right. easily. I mean, there's multiple objects he could put us through just in my kitchen alone. And if Real got, glass. Real glass. Uh, cry me a river, river, Phil. I don't think he said Phil, but still. Uh, Crimey River Joe. Joe. <laughs> All right, Murray. Let's talk about... Let's talk about more pain more from my pain. past. My, let's talk about my own personal 9-11. Yeah. We were talking about 9-11. You know, there's a whole generation that doesn't know or give a fuck about 9-11. Remember, everyone was acting like we were never... It's, I mean, it's the same thing happened with Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Like, we're never going to... A day will live in infamy. We'll, infamy. We'll never forget it. Yeah. Nobody cares anymore. 
There was. I'm surprised there's not 9/11 sales now. You know, right? Get your mattress. <laughs> Show those terrorists who's boss. Exactly. Buy That's how they would twist it. Oh you my know? god. Well, that was the whole thing. It was like go out and buy shit. That's what Bush said. Oh, you know? he did. Yes. You're right. I remember this. Because that's how it's the only way we can function in America. Capitalism. I remember. Shit. Oh my god! Now this turned into a 9/11 podcast. Yeah, well, I got some. I got some theories. Oh, <laughs> jet fuel. Oh my god! I didn't realize this. Did you? Do you remember hearing about the documentary called Loose Change? No. So I was like a year. No, I think it was like four or five years after 9/11. This guy came out with a documentary called do, Documentary, doing some heavy lifting there. Uh, called Loose Change, and the guy asks a bunch of questions, and so it's that perfect do-your-own-research type, but early internet do-your-own-research. And a lot of celebrities were like, this guy's onto something, and I hate to say it, one of the people was going along with it. Danny Masterson? That was, a, the guy, the that was the guy I was I was talking about earlier, and I was like, you know what I keep hearing about? And then oh, yeah. you riffed, and I forgot He's going to die in going. prison. I didn't realize his brother was the older brother and Malcolm in the middle. And his sister was on Walking Dead. No shit. They're all a bunch of weirdo Scientologists. I was going to say it's the Scientology connection. Fuck everybody. Well, the only good Scientologist swings out. Fuck everybody who said a convicted, uh, what is he, a sex offender? or He's a rapist. Rapist. Fuck everybody. First of all, Castor Oil, whatever fucking Nicolas Cage's character's name was in Face Off, predicted it. Remember, he tried to rape... Uh, Castor Oil's uh, daughter. Remember in that movie? <laughs> yes, I do. What does that have to do with Danny Masterson? He was the rapist. <laughs> he played the role of teenage rapist. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. Holy shit, you're right. Um, <laughs> what was I getting at? Oh, David Lynch. He did an interview, and he was like, this loose change movie, it's just asking good questions. You know, I really don't. We were all in such a state of confusion at that time. So No, I knew that uh, Al-Qaeda did it, and, and Iraq didn't, and I was kind of got my I got my facts. Yeah, so I don't know where Mr. Lynch stands on it today. I, I hope he's... I'm shocked David Lynch knows about anything that's going on outside of his own head. Right, so I feel like that one scene was big enough for him to pull him away, and he was like, what the fuck? And was weird about it. But then I feel like he might have gone back to David Lynch world. I hope. But back to the Black Lodge? Back to the Black Lodge. Fan favorite of ours that we haven't talked about in so long. The Trash Lodge. Why has Neil Breen uncovered the mystery of 9-11? You figure that, it may, I don't know. I haven't seen all his movies yet. So yeah, we, maybe we there saw is like one. three to go. Yeah. And that, well, at four, if that new one comes out. God, that new one. You've been teasing us, Mr. Breen, for so long. He's waiting. He's got to go to Cannes. It's got to go to all the film festivals first. Yeah. Then he'll release it. Big. He, he's going to save the movie industry. Yeah. Uh, two more topics on 9 11, real quick. I read one teacher who, who teaches like junior high kids, and she was just like, I hate this 9 11, like memor- memorial type day. She's like, when my class, my school is like, we have to do like a little thing about what happened on 9 11. Let's talk about it. She's like, these kids are way too young. Are not too young in age. They just, they're so far from it. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They didn't live through it. She's like, yeah. it's part of edgy meme culture to them. So, I remember where I was and like how it was hard for me, and these kids just make fun of it. And I, I'm just don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore with junior high kids. 
Well, you you need to move on. I mean, I think kids should be taught it, but you got to move on. I mean, it's right. good, it's good in a way that yeah. people have moved on. Yeah, I think I think it's bad. A shit happens. Yeah, you should and you should know about it. People, we we should teach that we had slavery in America. Yes, it was a bad thing. Yes. and we stopped it. You know. <laughs> Do you remember the congressman from like Carolina, Madison Cawthorn, in the wheelchair? Yes. Did you see the Twitter post he had? No. He said he put up something that was so fucking base. He's like, "Yes, America lost two thousand people to this horrible attack, and then we went and murdered like two million uh, Middle Easterners." He said that. He said that. Wow. And so the Republicans all dunked all over of like, how the fuck could you go and say something like that on 9 11? Because it's the fucking truth? For once in his life, Madison Cawthorn. This episode will not be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. I hope it won't get taken I'm down. Just... Can I tell you my one horror connection with 9 11? And that's sure. it. Did you rage out on it? Is that what the rage no, started? That's where it started. That's where it started. Uh, to impress girls in uh, high school, I used to walk to my friend's house just around the block from my high school. Were you in high school when 9-11 occurred? Yeah, I was a junior or a uh, uh, freshman. Okay. It's my first year. Is it my first week or something of being in high school? So that was a pretty weird day. But my friend told me I could no longer listen to System of a Down because their people might have been behind it. What? They're Armenian. They're yeah. Not e- what? Yeah. Okay. And so for a while there, I was like, my friend might be right about this because I was an idiot. What did they have to do with girls? Oh, that story was I used to tackle trash cans on the way home to impress girls because you were saying about my rage. So <laughs> that's just weird. I was, I was weird. into it. That's just weird. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to impress girls. It worked. They thought I was funny. I only know if one woman listens. Aubrey, does that impress <laughs> girls? Because I need to get laid. So maybe you- I need to start... <laughs> You need to start tackling trash cans. <laughs> Maybe if you're uh, 15 again, hanging around with 15-year-olds. I'm 15 at heart. 15. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. My, all right. Let's get back to my own personal. This is worse than 9-11. This is my experience with hell goes of hell comes. I say hell goes. Hell comes on Frogtown. Okay. Give you a little backstory, people. I Everyone knows I'm the biggest Rowdy Roddy Piper fan, and I'm going to tell you why. Back in the day, pre for all you under 40-year-olds or people who don't watch wrestling, you probably think that the WWF invented wrestling. And no, that's not true. WWF ruined wrestling because back in the old days, you had things called territories. A territory was basically what it sounds like. It was a section of the country where a promotion ran. Detroit had one. We had big-time wrestling that was run by uh, the original Sheik. Not the Iron Sheik, the original Sheik. WWF at that time was just the Northeast. It was New England, Northeast, New York, and I think like Eastern Pennsylvania. Right. And then you had like Georgia, and you had Mid South that was in like um, Louisiana. Louisiana that was that was uh, oh, Mid Atlantic, the Carolinas. I believe you had Georgia, Florida. You had uh, world class wrestling in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. I think there was Missouri wrestling as well because Jim's always talked about St. Louis. Louis. Yes, yeah, there was. Good. You had uh, Portland was big. Port- Portland, big promotion. You had Calgary Stampede Wrestling, where all the Hart family came from. That's all right. So yes, and, and so it gave wrestlers options. They could just go, if they were getting a shitty deal, they would just quit and move on to another ter- territory. And then another thing Jim always talks about 
If you need to get away from an audience, you need to figure yourself out, you can just go to a different territory. None of this, not a lot of this shit's being taken. If you have a shitty gimmick, you can make a new one somewhere else. Reinvent yourself in a new place. Go learn a new hold. There's not a bunch of footage on you, quite possibly. So it's like you can reinvent yourself. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, people, you had no idea. All you knew was your wrestling territory. You had no idea about what was going on. So, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, say, so I knew nothing about wrestling. Because at the time, Detroit uh, was dying. I think it was, when I was a little kid, I think it, was still, I think it died in like 80. Yeah. I would have been six. So I had no idea. And it was like, it was on Channel 62. That was how glow it was. So I had no concept of wrestling. I mean, I kind of, I guess I knew about it, yet I'd never seen it. So I, the first, my first experience with wrestling is in 84 when Vince McMahon Jr. bought uh, WWF from his father and then decided to go national. So, like, when everybody knows, like, Hulk Hogan and all that shit. So, before that, it was, uh, you know, September. Looks like it is now. Your, your mom takes you shopping to get your school clothes. You had, you had the little kiosks in the mall. You got your iron-on shirts. And I was looking through, and I was like, oh, my God. This is it. <laughs> this that little fucking bifolder. Yeah, a little folder. The, yeah. yeah. This is amazing. I have to get this shirt. Black Panther head. I want to say something vaguely Japanese. I don't remember if it was a kanji or it was a rising. I think it was a rising sun because that was hot in the early 80s. People love the rising sun for some reason. And I said, I'm going to be the most popular kid in school. I didn't think that. But <laughs> I was like, I want that. This, this is your tackling trash cans. Yes. It's going to make the girls want you and the guys want to be you. So I got it. First time I wore it at school. People, wow. Oh! Fucking Rowdy Roddy Piper motherfucker, you know, giving me shit. I guess because I'm white and I went to a prominently black school, I all white people look the same. They probably thought I was trying to look <laughs> like Roddy Piper. And I'm like, what? Roddy who? What are you talking about? So I did some. I did my research. Because I think we got cable by then. The USA okay, Network okay. had uh, Primetime Wrestling, which later became Monday Night Raw. And I was watching it, and I was like, you know, Fuck Hulk Hogan. Everyone's telling me I'm supposed to like Hulk Hogan. Eat my vitamins, say my prayers, all that shit. I always saw through that guy. I knew there was something off about that guy. Oh, he's totally off. And his nemesis, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to embrace this. I'm not going to reject it. I'm going to wear this shirt proudly. I'm going to embrace Rowdy Roddy Piper. Well, Roddy's the one getting booed. You went to school. You got booed. You identified Yes, I love that. I, this shows you how sick I am. I would rather be in an arena where everyone hated me than loved me. I would eat it up if I just came out and everybody booed me and wanted to kill me. I don't know what to do when too many people greet me at once. Like, you know, I had my first day at work and everything, and various people are saying hi to you. But it's not like a form. Like, in person, when you're saying hi, you can say hi right back and you're done with it. Right. But when you have just an ongoing check because it's an online job and you have people staggering in their hellos, I'm not gonna like keep saying hello multiple times. No, you get one hello, and that's covered for everybody. I don't want babyface life. I want to be a fucking loner weirdo and not talk to anybody. Yeah, that's that's the that's the ideal for everybody. I don't want to talk to people. I just want to do my job. So I uh, I went back, did my research, saw all the amazing things he he did, busting a coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head. Ooh. You know, so I was like, I'm this is my guy. I'm a Piper guy. Getting the the fucking wearing the kilt, huge heat, especially huge. back then. You couldn't do that. Man back in then. a skirt, yeah. piss people off. Right. 
wearing, and he had that Panther shirt. So I'm his, I'm his biggest fan. I went I, when WrestleMania three was announced in my hometown of Pontiac, Michigan, at the Silverdome. I told mom that was my birthday present. I said, mom, I gotta see. I don't, I don't care about fucking Hulk Hogan and Andre. I gotta see Rowdy Roddy Piper's retirement match. I even though I at even at that point I was like, no, this shit ain't real. I still wasn't mark enough that I'm like, fuck, he's gonna he's gonna quit. I yeah. have to see his last match. Right. I have to be there. I have to tell my grandchildren I saw Roddy Piper's last ever match. You gotta be careful, knocking. You're gonna wake up the dog. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> You're too animated. Murray's never this animated. I'm trying to give us the, give us a great show because I'm tired. <laughs> so uh, I was there. So the match sucked. Adrian Adonis, hideous fat man. He beat him. They shaved his head. Roddy was gone. Okay, so cut to I'm probably around. I, when did this movie come out? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I swear. I think up. it said '88 on IMDb. I swear it was '86. I swear it was earlier. Okay. Because I don't. I, I don't think Roddy. Cause Roddy left to do They Live. I don't think he left to do this shitty movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't do my research for that. So, a friend comes over. He's like, "Hey, you see that Roddy Piper movie?" I'm like, "What? I'm the biggest Roddy Piper fan in the world. I would know." If he was in a movie, he's like, no, he's in a movie. You're so full of shit. No, let's go to the video store. I'll show it to you. So I go, yeah, okay. So we go to the video store. Some mom and pop shitholes. Was this a walk, bike situation? Walk situation. Yeah. It was within walking distance. See, guys, this is walkable. I thought, you know what? I was driving on Woodward, driving through Birmingham, and their their, uh, water tower said, Birmingham, a walkable city. And I thought of you. And so uh, we go there, and I'm like, okay, I like, I, you know, I'm like, I guess you were right. There's hell comes to Frogtown. I gotta see this. I have to check this out. So we rented it. Not good. <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it at twelve or thirteen. I don't like it now. I'm yeah. sorry to rain on people's parade. We're all excited for hearing me to talk about this. Yeah. I mean, because it when this brings up the whole idea that, in my personal opinion. I think Roddy Piper is the best wrestler turned actor out there. I think he's a he's not the, he's not an Oscar award winning actor, but compared to like The Rock or Hogan or even like the John Cena or Batista, he's the best. Yeah, he's got the most every because he doesn't he can play an everyman. Right, like he's not gigantic. He's nope, not, he's not covered in tattoos. He's got or, a craggy face. Right, like he like the opening scenes of this movie are like this is a fucking guy right here. Yes. Like, I don't get that when I look at The Rock. The Rock is... He's humongous. He's, like, bizarre in his own way, but they never put him in the in the roles that would work for him. The Rock has one specific role carved out for him in Hollywood, and they never put him in that role. Yeah. Like I said, he needs his James Cameron. He needs somebody to find him and put him into the, the right movie. Right, we... We don't make those types of movies. Like, if he had a villain walking nude with that fucking physique or something, he could be his own Terminator. He needs that. He'll never get it. It's way too late. It's 20 years into Rock's acting career. But, hey, he's rolling in dough, so I don't... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cry me a river, Rock. Right. He's just never been in anything good. Yes. And, but much, uh, sadly, well, They Live's a good movie. I don't think it's great. I think it's John Carpenter's last good movie. Mm -hmm. I... I think Piper's fine in it. I just think it needed a bigger budget because the, the idea was too big for the budget that yeah, they had. Yeah, so I so I think that's really because we were searching for like because we were like, hey, we're, we're on a roll. We're doing all our favorites. 
Let's we've only done one Piper one. We did like four years ago. Yeah. Let's do another one. We're good. We're fighting shit. Piper did a movie with Sonny Chiba. Like that's got to be a slam dunk. Oh my god, it's it's the same story every time, and it reminds me of what ills the wrestling world. Guys, we'll wrap it up soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's what it's illing the world of like wrestling today, where Piper is clearly a guy who would get his bullet points and go do his thing. And you don't know how he's going to get to bullet point one, two, and three, but he's going to fucking hit those bullet points. Whereas when he's acting, he's being handed a script, and he's being told, I need you to deliver these lines. And you, you kind of see that. He's not full-on Roddy Piper. Like, you, he just, I've got to go over there and take a leak. I don't know. It's a, it, there's something missing. I just think he unfortunately came up in that era where Hollywood looked down on wrestlers. They're like, you can't act. It's like wrestling is acting. It's stunt work meets acting. That's what wrestling is. It's improv acting. It's still acting. You're playing a character. Yeah. You're doing it night after night in front of a live audience who can see you from all four fucking sides. God bless John Carpenter for seeing that and not being a snob. But I think that was really his downfall. It was like people weren't ready. Now, like any wrestler can become an actor. Now, like Batista and John Cena. Yeah. And, I mean, but yeah, I think it was just a snobbery of Hollywood. It's much like the, we, we we talked about Steve James. Steve James should have been a star, but there was this, this stigma. Like, no, the world's not ready for a black action hero. Well, now they are. Now we are. Didn't he have to self-produce the one movie? He yes. Started? Yeah. Yeah, the one he he like wrote and directed. Yeah. Oh, he wrote and directed it. It's been so long. I'm sorry. Str- uh, street something. Street something. Red Hunter. Brown in it with the with the white Steve James Red Brown as his villain. You gotta love that. Street Red- Hunter is what it was. Street Hunter. Yeah, I, yeah. I said it lo- not okay. loud enough. Um, you gotta love that he probably went to Reb. It was like I'm doing my own movie. Will you be my white villain? And he was like, "Fuck it, Steve Shit. James. Are you kidding me?" And that's why we love Red Brown. That's right. why we love him because he was like Steve James. I will hundred percent be your villain. I will do anything you want. I will say the N word for you. Even though they call him Red Brown, he's not running with the Confederacy. <laughs> All right, he's Yank Brown for this movie. <sighs> we gotta stop yanking these people around. Yeah, let's get into this movie. Hell comes to Golden Globe Theater with this trailer for Hell Comes to Frogtown. In the future. After the big war, there will come a time to rebuild and a need for a new and special kind of soldier. This man is carrying a loaded weapon. Prepare to meet the next great American hero. That's where you come in. Are you serious? His name is... Hell. Sam Hell. Never heard of you. We're going to Frogtown. And this is the adventure he's been waiting for. We're going to get him out, and then you're going to get him pregnant. And if anyone's got a chance in hell of rescuing the virgins from the evil clutches of Toady. It's a miracle. Right. Let's go. And escaping from Frogtown. Go, 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 go! It's Sam. Holy shit! Be there for the action. <laughs> the adventure. Oh, Sam, what are you doing? And be there for the dance of the three snakes. Dance or die? We're all gonna die. 
when hell comes to Frogtown. Starring Rowdy Roddy Piper as Sam. You are one weird dude. Sandal Bergman as Nurse Spangle. Wired to blow. Hell comes to Frogtown. Eat lamp, froggies! All right, we'll see if all of our uh, Frogtown juices are expedited uh, from Saturday, because, you know... This, we I'm, we're going to try to give you our best. We're not going to... Like you said, even if... This is what separates us from those pretenders, those 99 percenters. Even if it's a movie we don't like, we try to find the positives. We're not just dwelling... Unless it's Ginty. Fuck him. That's right. By the way, did you got that, that message from Aubra, how, her, how Matt Ford had an erotic dream of uh, Robert Ginty? Oh, I don't think I got that email. Yeah. Maybe she only went... Maybe I shouldn't... I wasn't supposed to tell her. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Mattford, and I'm not going to get any, she did, she's like, I didn't want to ask details. He just told me erotic dream, Robert Ginty. I imagine. She's fing- like, she just put her hand over his face. Yeah. Shush. I imagine fingers were going down his mouth. I don't know. Something was going down his mouth. <laughs> I don't know if it was fingers. I think it was more of a romantic scene. He probably meshed up feeds him with Ginty. So, you get, so it's those two on a hammock? Oh, I don't know. What if he combined? We our need, most you know what? Scenes? We need to get Mattford on to confirm it. Mattford, we need to bring you back for uh, for uh, Tippy Tap, and we're gonna get into this. Find us a new rock. Find files. us an episode of a show Robert Ginty's on. Wow, we'll you, do it. You probably have some options. There. Yes. All right. This movie we start out because I guess they, thankfully there wasn't a crawl. They just narrated it for us, told us what's happening. Right. Nuclear war destroyed the world. Thought could never happen. And then they did. Ten years later. Ten years later, we're still recovering. Huge, sixty-eight percent of the male population gone because they had say they had to go and look at the fucking mushroom cloud. Because that's what guys do. That's what. We, oh well, I mean, who doesn't remember the the uh, photo of Trump staring at the solar eclipse? That's a guy thing. Who right. didn't go out? I opened my mouth the whole time too. I didn't realize it. So. I was dry. I was fucking uh, uh, tanning my taints with that. <laughs> you held your asshole to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ducker told me to do it. That's, that's what men do. <laughs> I love that he's out there doing Obama's gay pieces in the year 2023. Well, yeah, they're also obsessed with thinking Michelle Obama is transsexual. Yes, I don't what get is? that either. It's like she has children. What are you talking about? And they're also upset. That uh, Sasha is now like 21 or two or something, living in college, and they caught her smoking a cigarette. Oh, my and God. And she isn't like... Just like her father. She isn't like rail thin. She's got a little bit of a belly, and she was just letting that belly hang out there. Oh, so, Body shaming. Of, Not good. All kinds of offended. Almost offensive to this movie, because I, 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 the world's been destroyed. We're living post-apocalyptic. I'm into it. I love the post-apocalypse. I'm right. like, give me more. So we're going to do the fun game that we tried to do last time. But, you know. Uh, so Murray is going to tell us when childhood Murray's heart broke during this movie, when he realized it's not for him. The scene right here. Already? Yeah. You opening, just said. Opening scene. I, you just said, I'm into it. After the narration, I wasn't into it. <laughs> That's it? Yes, because I saw how low budget. This is a Roger Corman production, people. New World Films. So I didn't. Of course, we like we we said on our ep, our interview with Matt, our other Matt, Matt Sosi, 
Griff and I didn't know about movie studios. Who knows about movie studios as a kid? I mean, Disney kind of hammers, th- shoves it down your throat. Yeah, Disney. But, you like, know. I didn't know. I just knew I liked the aesthetic of Golan Globus, but I didn't know anything about them. Uh, when I was a kid, I think it was the MGM studio, that logo would flash. And I was obsessed. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I was obsessed with the movie Twins, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito yeah, movie. Great movie. And I passed by it on cable once, and I said, I need to see that movie again. That was my Schwarzenegger movie for a long time until I saw Commando, and then that took over my life. But that MGM logo, I was like, oh, this is Twins. Yeah, the line. We all remember that. Yeah, but it was never Twins. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, you know, Roger Corman. So I should have known what I was getting into because that guy you know, was low budget, don't put any money in the movies. But his thing was he would give – up-and-comers opportunities. He gave yeah. a lot of people, Coppola, Scorsese, Ron Howard. He was any gate. He was all he's hands off. He was just like, or he'd be like, look, we got to have tits in this movie here, and we got to have this. Do what you want. Did he do some directing, too? Cause yeah, he did plenty of directing. I was going to say, yeah. they're doing, with Vincent? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Criterion is doing a whole month, and he's featured on it all over the place. Yeah. A bunch of Corman movies. So anyway, so I'm like, okay, you know, now I know. Like I should have just been not even bother watching it. I'm surprised because this opening scene, we just have. Some... I haven't seen this movie in 35 years, people. I saw it that one time. I never watch it again. Right. So I'm seeing it for the first time at 36. You're seeing it for the first time in 35 years. <laughs> yes. And we're both coming away from it, being like, man, <laughs> I would have liked to see more out of it. Oh. Uh, but we're opening. It up... just bums me out because I think, pipe. R.I.P. He's not with us anymore. Roddy Piper could have been in some good shit. Yeah, you know he proved it with They Live. Like he had the chops. Yeah, uh, he didn't do a whole lot, but you know he was in Always Sunny for several episodes. Yeah, and his character was very entertaining for that. Right. They just had him rooting around and everything. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyways. We're opening up. We're doing kind of a Planet of the Apes, you know. Well, no. First, we have an opening scene. We don't do that yet. We have the opening scene where we see the scavenger looking through shit. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the opening credits. Oh, no. Okay. I, was talk- oh, okay. I-, I-, I was doing the Planet of the Apes. Okay. The- All right. Go on. Statue of Excuse Liberty. Me. All right. So we just kind of come to, and the camera is focused, and we're looking up the Statue of Liberty, but it's forced perspective. It's tilted, so it looks like it's, you know, you know fucked yeah. up. Yeah. And then a hand just picks it right up. It's just a little statue. Yeah, a little piggy bank that you get at the when you go see the Statue of Liberty. Right. And then we see a, a black guy in his full-on, you know, uh, uh, apocalyptic outfit with just, like, bandoliers and everything all over Bandy him. Packs. Little trinkets everywhere. Hey, you put that down. You know greenies can't. I, I He had another slang word for this guy. Uh, but he's like, you, you can't be touching that kind of thing. Notices the statue's a piece of shit, chucks it away, and then he gets in the guy's, the greener's face, and he's like, greener's got to get the fuck out of here. You guys don't know any better. Pushes on the greener, knocks him to the ground, and then the greener pulls a gun on him. And then he shoots him. Well, yeah. After he says, greeners don't have guns, what are you doing? Can't have guns. Can't have guns. It's forbidden, which we never get into in this movie. And then, boom, and then we zoom in on the scavenger because his face is totally covered. He's got... It's uh, the bee, uh, the bee master, beekeeper mesh, mesh net helmet thing. Was it? I thought he had, like, fucking wrapper, like, 
cloth wrapped around his face. No, it had scarf. like a yeah, it had like a thing. And then he had like goggles or something. Yeah, goggles on. So we can't that. see any skin at all. And then he goes ribbit. And then we go into the credits. And this was cool. I like this. Yep. Very reminiscent of Planet of the Apes. The music very sounds like Planet of the Apes theme. We uh like we don't we don't do opening credit scenes anymore, people. We need to bring that back, some creativity. Right. You know, they used to be a staple like the fifties and sixties, like a Hitchcock movie or something. You'd have this animated kind of opening credits and we right. get so we get like still images from the movie and the, out of place enough where you wouldn't yeah. be able to like, oh, that's gonna happen kinda how they do in trailers, we're like waiting for that scene. Right. It, it's just like him doing a pose with a thing, and you're like, oh, shit, what is going on here? You don't know if it's in the movie or just a cool shot for the credits. So, yeah, I, I watched this closer because we mentioned this last time, and it is a really good credit opener. And that's where everything goes downhill because okay. it, shows, uh, it shows a wanted poster of Piper. His character Sam Hell. Wanted poster, captured. Yeah, a nice big red stamp goes on it. All right, now we're in an interrogation room. We hear a very familiar voice. It's William Smith. We love this Once again, I'm excited again. I'm like, Normad, I love your shades. Yeah, I'm surprised. Second watch through, is that what you were saying? Is you were already nosedive with the Corman thing? Or is that what no, you were saying? I, I, no, I was going to give it a second chance. I didn't go into this going, I'm going to hate this. I'm like, maybe memories. I don't remember it yeah. properly. I had that gut feeling, but I didn't. I was going into it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to like this. Cause I didn't hate. By the way, I did not hate this movie. Yeah, but I did not like it either. Just I know. I yeah yeah. I'm not gonna go back and watch. It. 35 years from now, if I'm still alive, I'll watch it again. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 just stop doing this for 30 years and then pop it back up. Right. When, That's the one episode I'll redo. Dead. <laughs> Our audience is eternal. We keep them alive. That's right. Just keep listening to us, and you'll never die. So Sam is tied up in a chair. Devlin, it's like the dark room with the spotlight on him overhead. Uh, Devlin or Devlin is charging Sam with uh, fucking people. Well, fucking his daughter. Oh, fucking his daughter. That's, that's why he's. Right. Fan, that's why his personal. daughter was pressing charges too. Was she? I thought he was just pissed off. No, I thought she yeah, was in. No, all the women no, love him. No, she was pressing charges, and we'll find out why she dropped the charges. Okay, so he's like, how dare you? I just watched this movie an hour ago. How so. dare you have sex with my daughter? Bashes a bottle over. So Sam, like, chirps out some probably some one-liner, you know. She enjoyed it or something. I feel like if they did this movie today, we'd have bashed him with a coconut. For wrestling fans, a nice little wink to them. Yeah. Well, we get that in the, in the end fight. We get a little callback to Piper. Oh, you th okay. Yeah, I'll, we'll get into that. I so I bash it. But, well, hey, we're talking about modern wrestling. Bashing a bottle totally makes sense. Right. Real glass, Devlin. So Devlin steps back. He's just got the jagged bottle. Knocks Piper down on the ground. Piper. Sam down on the ground. And it's he's coming in. He's coming in. He slashes throat. Because we're living in the age of today where ice can do whatever they want. And that's what Devlin right. is, basically. A nice officer. So he's like, I'm either sending you to a detention camp where you're under the sun for 24 hours, uh, 135 degree heat, or I'm just going to stab you now. And that's when the doors just fly open. Because the future. Right. They just fly open. Then we hear, not so fast, honey. Fat black woman. That, I'm sorry, everybody. That's what she's called in the credits. Yes. She should have fought it. The union should have fought for a better name. But That's maybe... what they're fighting for now. Yeah, that is. Okay. Less demeaning credits. 
I th- I mean, but she made it her own. She took the role. She I think she gave some dignity. Yeah, because she's obviously in charge. I loved her because uh, I've met I you know, anytime you have to go to like the, the deal any state government run thing, yeah. there's always this person, and I'm always thankful for them because they're no shitting around. They're just like let's push you through here, let's get you done, and it's awesome. Behind her. A character we recognize, Sandal Bergman, who played, of course, Valeria. Uh, two people from Conan. We got William Smith and Sandal Bergman. Oh, that's right. Of course, I didn't recognize her because she's so not sexy because she's got glasses. I don't. How do you like her glasses? Not at all. Not at all. Did you notice same frames that William Smith has for sunglasses in the next scene? I did not notice that, but they're giant. They're Run yeah. DMC 80s glasses. They're fucking ridiculous. Kissinger. Wait, Kissinger just had big black frames. Yeah. I can't think of who else had these. Run DMC. Those Jiminy are run- Glick. Okay. I think that character had them as well. Giant glasses and her hair up. So total non-sexual being at all. Right, I think the just, '80s sexualized it. Eventually, though, the the sexy woman in the lab coat, the white little lab coat on the heels with the hair up, and then. Uh, but this is this is they're they're doing this on purpose, though. Graf. They don't. They're not. They're wanting us to not want to fuck this. Right. Woman. This is the build up to one of their biggest yes. jokes. Exactly. So they she's behind her. She's keeping quiet. Fat black woman. That's her name. That's her character's name. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Yes. I'm sorry. She's like. Not so fast, honey. She had to, every and every word had to end with honey for some reason. I, and she's like, "Sorry, everybody." Turns out he has a loaded weapon. Yeah, no. Devlin stops her. I'm gonna get this man. He's my man. He fucked my daughter. She's pressing charges. She dropped those charges. Apparently, looks like this- she dropped her draws on it. <laughs> and then she high five Spangle for some reason. Uh, so yeah, she's like. Well, your daughter was upset until she realized she's pregnant. What? That's impossible. Everyone's, every man is sterile now. 68% of the male population is sterile. I thought 68 is dead. Was no, 68 I'm pretty sterile? sure it was 68 is sterile. Well, that's not that. Those odds aren't that bad. That's Why do they that, need Sam Hell so much? really not that bad. Yeah. You should be able to find a lot more people. Unless there's like 100 men and so you're looking for 14 of them. But we know. learned that he can impregnate a woman... First time. I mean, he's got potent. His spermatozoma is off the charts. But that, the, put it on the Swedes' scale, blows it up. By the way, I think that's why your your uh, laptop blew up. I think the Swedes' scale drained it. You, it might have drained it. So we used it. it the week before. We, oh my God. we abused Fried it. Fried at circuits. We abused the week. Right. We've never played the startup <laughs> for the Swedes' scale for a reason, apparently, because yeah. it breaks things. <laughs> right. Because full Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst. <laughs> so she's like, I don't know anything about that, honey, but we're taking him to MedTech, honey. And he's just like, no, I'll get you, you and your little oh, dog. By the way, you're being reassigned. You're going to Border Patrol in, duty. Yeah, because they saw how well he does interrogations. Right. You know, you belong at Border Devlin decides he's gonna get one last little, uh, you know, stab in, and tries to fucking shove that bottle into I don't know Sam's calf or something. But Spaniel is apparently been trained in various uh, hand-to-hand combat. Grabs his wrist and does you know a nice right. little wrist yeah, flip. We saw her in Conan. She knows how to handle herself. That's right. So okay, so they're they're gonna take next scene. We see our boy Sam Hell wearing a hospital gown. 
and this gigantic like chastity belt contraption that says property of the of the uh, uh, medtech. No, something government. Like oh, uh, I don't remember what it was. We have some kind of split faction here, and we're we're gonna learn there's some kind of war going on where they're trying to up up you know up the male population. Well, well yeah, we're still fighting the war with Russia, oh, and now okay. we're having we're having a population war. Oh, we're trying okay. to pop repopulate because you know might makes right. The numbers matter. Right. There is a lot of good. Um, and this is something maybe that's missing through most of the movie, but in this scene, I loved it. There's a bunch of propaganda posters yeah. that are playing on like the uh, uh, oh, what's a abstinent like the pro abstinence, you know, yeah. Christian. How they're like, oh, you should just not have sex. They had all the propaganda that's like Genesis says, fuck your girlfriend and your be fruitful half sister and pretty much anybody you're not blood related to. Yeah, there's like a condom with a slash through it yeah. and all that stuff and they're going telling them because hey, hey they're giving them an option they're like you, they're the op- they have a contract they have signing bonuses on it and everything you knock up you know 10 girls in the first week yeah the get, incentives the yeah. rewards yeah all uh, this it's you know it's looking good but he's like i ain't no government stooge well you would you like to go be devlin stooge i Always end that sentence by saying, I am a true patriot now, and I salute the flag. And then he goes, boing, pops a boner. Because he's like, well, how, because he's got this contraption on, and he's like, how am I supposed to, you know, shit and piss? There's a flap. Don't worry about it. That's when they stop for a laugh track in the movie. That's why maybe the delivery was off for a lot of it, because it does have that weird... It it feels like it wanted to have a laugh track. (laughs) Probably. And we learned that there's... To get these uh, basically metal underoos off, there is a code. Only Spangle knows. She's like, don't fuck with it. Yeah. That dick is our property now. You signed the papers. Classic wrestling trope, yeah. contract signing. Yeah, once he heard, heard that his only other options going back to Devlin, he signed those papers really quick. All right, so now we're, we're moving. We're going. We got to go. We all, we're, we're, we, we, next thing we see is Spangle watching. It's either a news story or she's getting her mission statement. It was a recorded mission statement okay. because they were like, we already know that we're not going to find people who are capable of impregnating women all that often. Fertile men. Right, and we, well, when you have fertile men, you need fertile women. So, we, so is we, this like Joe Rogan's hellhole? Is that most men don't have like testosterone anymore? Is that the issue? No, it's not I've that. It's not even a testosterone thing. It's just that they're they just can't impregnate women. Too much Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. I thought that was supposed to make invigorate, make you more virile. Oh no, Mountain oh. Dew apparently kills been sperm. Known to kill sperm. Well, I, I don't know. Use that. But maybe, hey, guys, in case if you don't have any like condoms, just dip your dick in some Mountain Dew and you're good to go. <laughs> That's you, can, it, you, you can act, actually, you can say that for like maternity suit. You go, I, I, d- I dipped the dew. <laughs> I soaked it. I dipped I the so- dick in the dew. Yeah. And, and then they, the judge has to be like, case dismissed. I mean, I want to know what the thrust to dip ratio is. Like, do you have to dip your boner in? You know, Mountain Dew for each thrust in order. No, it's just one. It's a coating. It's like a slime. I mean, <laughs> that's why I don't. If you ever drank Mountain Dew, it's disgusting. That's I haven't why had Mountain Dew in years. But yeah, it's gross. I don't want to touch that shit. That, that's I've never the, liked that, it. That's the drink of white trash. White trash is like turning. I'm sorry if you're drinking white Mountain Dew. You're white trash. I'm sorry. What about just, Baja Blast? 
Is that, that is that another Mountain Dew? Yeah, that's, that's Taco that, Bell's that, special that's, Mountain that, Dew. That's them trying to class it up. It's still white trash. <laughs> so, okay. So she the story is there was a group of fertile women. They're in some weird kind of like religious cult where they're they're pacifists. And they got taken by Commander Toady to Frogtown. And so they're being held captive. And we also learned that uh, Toady came in possession of a cache of weapons. So we're worried we're going to war with Frogtown. Right, and it's like how we don't even know how they got this cache of weapons. Right, so we got a lot of crimes to solve. So the here. mission is not only to impregnate, rescue these women first, and then knock them all up. So that's the mission. All right, we're heading outside with Sam. He's got all of his wasteland outfit on, dusty, weird jackets, not leather. What, it's what was it? Like was I it, have no idea. I thought it was like acid wash denim. For it was a second. like rubber. And then he has like jeans and like motorcycle boots, and then a flap. He's got a flap, butt flap, and a, and a cock flap. Was it supposed to be like a torn up kilt? Maybe, maybe that, it could like be a nice callback to his wrestling career. Little bit, maybe because maybe he no can't sense. function without that because he's so used to it. Because it's like baby steps; they're easing him into the movie industry. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're onto something. Th- there. Okay, guys, this is all new for this episode, by the way. But is he? <laughs> Wearing, uh, is it pants or is it chaps? Because can he get his pants over that? That's a pretty big contraption. The contraption is huge. What's it called? The ECR? ECR. He would have to be wearing pants like two times the size because those fucking things added two to three inches to his waistline. He looked like he's wearing a diaper. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's what it did, and that's why he's wearing the flap because he's embarrassed. (laughs) Because he had diaper butt. He's got Anyway, so he's got his outfit, and this is where we meet. The, the car drives up. A pink, like, PT Cruiser drives up. That's going to yeah. be because women are running the world now. We'll learn later how awful that is. Right, right. And there's a machine gun mounted on the roof. There's like a hole in the roof, the machine gun mounted. Oh, this is where I did the joke where this is where uh, George Miller got the idea for Fury Road. Yeah. Because he saw this, and he was yeah. like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, we were riffing big time. We, we-, we exposed George Miller for the fraud that he is. <laughs> Roger Corman basically wrote Fury Road, and he just cribbed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, then we see uh, the the bodyguard for Sam Hell, Sentinel, Officer Sentinella. Sentinel. Uh, I don't know the girl's name. She's... her One role I know, she was in the movie Silk. She was a star... It was a uh, female action, female protagonist action movie. Tagline being... Why do they call you Silk? Because I'm so damn smooth. That's rough. I like yeah. her in this movie. but that's Yeah, rough. I was shocked. I was like giving up big dyke vibes, but I'm really, I'm into her. I kinda, I, I'd, be, I'd be down down to fuck her. Outfit was completely wrong, but yeah, yeah I agree. She's got the short, slick back hair. Yep, that was the good part. Got a uh, great tan. Tough demeanor. Tough demeanor. She's got a little sexy army jack, uh, not army jack, army uniform. Like tiny short shorts, sandals. I wasn't. I don't know why she was wearing sandals. Oh, the sandals were so. I didn't like the shorts. Uh, not short enough for me, dog. <laughs> I wear shorter shorts than she was wearing. Wow. And uh, yeah, sandals. And the, the combat boots. She's, a, she's, a, she's a soldier. The combat boots would have been the look. Yeah. Yeah. So you drop the ball there. Go yeah. On, like all the girls nowadays are wearing. You know what? what what's the why are. I can't believe it's still a thing. Why are guys obsessed with wearing sandals still? Why do guys want to wear sandals? What kind of sandals? Any sandal. Like, no, stop. You're just weird about open-toed anything. For, men shouldn't be wearing. Those are, those are like women's shoes. <laughs> sandals? 
Gotta you know, you're with me. I've never seen you wear sandals I'm ever. I'm not a sandal guy. I just don't, don't want to see people's feet either, but still. But, well, on top of, on top, at least women usually take care of their feet. I'm not guys with, like these snarly fucking toenails, dirty yeah, fucking true. feet. I haven't seen many women with gnarly toes, whereas dudes constantly get fucked up toes. Because they're wearing sandals. But, but the women... Women take care of their oh, feet. Okay, I'm okay. just saying the reason they let they let their toenails get all snarly is because their toes are free. They're not getting like pressed up in their shoes. So even in the apocalypse, Sentinella is keeping up with their toe care. Yes, she's getting the mani pedi. I told you, women are running the fucking world now. That's true. There's probably a whole division of med tech that just can't. All right, care. so like I'm not getting in that car. It's a chick car. Get in the car, Mister. We even have a moment where Sentinella turns the mounted gun on him. and So she's showing, I'm not fucking around with you. Right. So he goes, all right, all right, gets in. They drive out. They hit the border. They make a run for the border. And they bump into a very familiar face. Very familiar sunglasses. That's right. We got, we got a couple of good details here because at the border, there's two guys just sitting outside in like the vinyl lawn chairs snoozing. They do a zoom in. They show they got like frog squasher. Frog patch. stompers. Frog stomper. Pretty cool little patch. patch. Yeah. Yep. I, I like to see that. I'm sure it's a thing nowadays. I just haven't found it yet. But Couldn't that, stomp a frog wearing sandals. That's true. Uh, and they pull their guns immediately because apparently that's what you do when you're Well, because nobody comes to the border. Right. So it's got to be bad. It's got to be bad news. So you figure it'd be it'd be the opposite. Someone trying to come in would be the problem, not right, going out. Right, exactly. You, you the, figure they just go go on through. Who cares? Like all we've been told is nobody goes into the frog reservation. So why are they pulling a gun on the people dumb enough to go into the frog res? Maybe because you have to assume they're trouble. Anyways, guns are pulled, and so now authority is being pulled out. Is that who in the Sam Hell is that? Oh, it's Sam Hell. Oh, it's Sam Hell. I'm going to get you. And then Sentinella points her gun at him. There's a little Mexican standoff. Spangle hands over a document. He looks at it. He's like, why don't we just kill him here first since you're sending him on a death mission? And then Piper gives a little look to the camera like, death mission? And then they drive off into the mutant reservation where all the froggies are. All right. So now we're out there. We... uh, Nature calls. The gas. Well, the car's nature calls, yeah. you know. Need some more guzzling. <laughs> guzzling. And, and Piper needs to guzzle his lean. So. <laughs> I saw some roses over there I want to piss on. Knock yourself out. So he's like, oh, my God, this is too easy. Right. Is it, Piper's face acting here is great. There's a lot. Like, after I got to watch this the second time, I was... Since I actually got to watch the movie, I wasn't focused on writing. I got to watch his face face acting here. Right. He's doing some great shit. There's facials so, are great. There's so much. I mean, of course, that's where he learned from wrestling. Yeah. Great facial. He's doing so much great work with his face, but it's just there's so much not working out here. Goes to the top of the hill, looks back and forth, and just starts running down the, back, down the hill. And then we hear beep, beep, beep. Beep. He looks down. His fucking ERC is going off. And then all of a sudden, he just rises in pain. His dick is getting electroshocked. Spangle comes over the hill explaining, My earrings have a GPS in them. I can tell anywhere that location of your dick is 
just by my ear. It just sends me these beeps, and I decode them in my brain, apparently, or whispers to her or something. I don't know. And she's like, if you even think about trying to remove that ERC, boom. There's a fucking pound of fucking fucking plastic explosives in that. So they take them back to camp. Don't worry, guys. We'll learn more about the earrings later. But we're going back to camp for now. And we got he's that been nice, chastened. Yeah, we got that nice fire going. Sp- Spangles in her tent. Uh, Sentinella's just sitting on the car. Polishing that gun. Not phallic at all. No. No, not nothing here. And Roddy taking his shirt off, just getting cozy in his sleeping bag. And then you hear zip. It's like, oh, did he get that flap? Wait, no, zip's not a flap noise. No. Camera cuts over to the tent opening. And Spangle. Well, Spangle has a mission. And we'll get more on that, uh, you know, what her mission is. But apparently she has womanly needs, too. And there's still the same amount of men, but they're not fertile. And that makes it less fun to fuck. Is this a movie that's telling men not to get the snip? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And so she came comes out and she's wearing some Vince McMahon approved, or I should say Macho Man approved uh, lingerie, bloomers? nightwear, bloomers. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, was it layered or was it one piece? Because it looked like she it, had some white giant like panties on and then a tiny like <laughs> camouflage thong yeah. over it. It was like somebody sewed a doily into a camel thong. Yeah, she had like a camel... <laughs> camel? <laughs> she did have a camel toe, but <laughs> she had a camel bikini with like doily shit on the outside of the, uh, the, yeah. the edges. Yeah, It was like sewn in, so it was like the doilies made it into short little shorts. But remember, we're supposed to not think she's a sexual being, and this this tracks with her character. Because, like, Sentinella, you know she's got a tiny fucking camo bikini, and that's hot. But when you add the doily to it, it's not hot. Right. So that Spangle's character is not – she's supposed to be awkward, sexually awkward. Right. And so she's doing the quiet temptation thing here. You can see it. She's Stretching. Got, she's got a fog machine because she's trying <laughs> – to uh, you know, oh. trigger his fog effect. It's not or her fog effect, rather. Right. Uh, She's taking it literally. Yeah, yeah, she took it literally. We literally see her hop on a fog machine, yeah. and she stands out. She stretches. Dry ice. It's like everyone's coughing. It's like uh, like lycanthropist Chris house at Halloween. It's just Chris. Lycanthropist Chris, Chris. I hope you're doing. Where well. are you, buddy? If where you're listening, you? reach out to us. Right. We need a. We need to hear back yeah, from you. Right. We've got a whole Corman Christmas. Wait, no, we don't. We have a no. whole. Hope, well, October's coming. Oh yeah. We know you're a horror guy. Anyway, so yeah, she's awkwardly. He like he turns around. Even he's like, oh my god, what is she trying to do? And she's like, uh, uh, don't you? Aren't you feeling a little hungry? I know a man of your sexual stature likes to feast on womanly nibbles. That's how awkward she is. She actually said womanly nibbles. And he said, not hungry, and just rolls over. And, like, she sent to Nella. She's, like, smirking. She's like, oh, my God. Sam does him one worse because she goes, oh, oh, oh. 
not interested. Turns out she, Sam's just leading her on so hard. She's the roles have been reversed. Right. This the, is kind of cool. The smog is a rolling in. This is kind of cool. Uh, Second time watching this, I was like, this is. I'm not. I'm not off the off this movie yet. Yeah. Turns over. <laughs> yeah. She gets up. She starts rubbing up against him, and he's just like, you know what? What the fuck? You know. Yeah. She comes over. and She's like. I need to keep your dick energy warm and hot like a lava lamp. And you're staring oh, into me. Her, her, her lines are horrible. And so she's she's up and she's trying to do like some kind of genie dance out of Ghoulie too. And he's like, I'm not interested. And then he turns, looks up at her, goes, meh, maybe. Grabs her by the wrist, yanks her down, starts making out. Sentinel goes for her gun, even though... She was asking for it. She literally was saying, wow. I want you to fuck Wow, me. did we just hear Griff say that? She was asking for she it. Was, I want nothing to do with that. She I am not I am not Mila Kunis and uh Ashley Ashley Kutcher Kutcher trying or the mom yeah. or the dad. No. Bitches leave wrote a letter in favor of Danny Masterson. Yeah. Not me. Griff maybe. Not me. So Piper, let's just cut to the chase. Piper, <laughs> Piper grabs her, and then all of a sudden, ah! his dick starts fucking pulsating with electricity. What kind of blue ball hell is this? And she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just. I, I was told I was supposed to keep you stimulated to keep the sperm flow going. That's the worst thing you can do, ladies. I don't know. Ladies, don't watch. Don't take any lessons from Spangle. Getting a get getting a guy all horny and then be like." That's it. Yep. No release. I'll see you in four days. That's called blue balls. And that hurts. Yeah. That I, I think you said blue balls. I don't even think the electric shock went off. I think it's just blue balls kicked in. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck this. Right. Wow. He went from, okay. He's, well, he's the most potent man in the world. That's right. It's, uh, I, don't wanna, I, don't, I don't know what, a, what it would look like if he went to Timberley Stadium and listened to our podcast. <laughs> no. Because if he's that potent... <laughs> Stand back, wear yeah. your fucking Gallagher Did you see outfit. after the Marshmallow Man blows up in Ghostbusters? Yeah, that's, that's what would it. happen. Okay, yep. So that night he goes to sleep, aching balls and all, wakes up, and Sentinella is all over she's, him. She's fucking ripping off her clothes. He's like, what the hell is this? And he's looking at her boobs. She's got like a tape strip of uh, – she's – Completely tan, except for that tape yeah, strip over her Yeah, she's got like a tube, a tube top tan line, yeah. basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she's just going at she's, him. She's grabbing at that junk, and she's like, how do I fuck, how do I get this open? Well, there's a flap the there. <laughs> and then we hear that, and the flap goes off, and she's ready to mount him. And I don't think we should be doing this right now, and I, I believe in the feats and scale, and she just grabbed onto that stick shift, and he's like, well, when you say it that way, uh, I am in favor. And so he's starting to get into it. She's going, to, she's getting up on his nips. She's fucking on his nips. On his nips, because wow. she's on top of him. Yeah, she is the aggressor in this situation. Uh, and so th this was on, you know, this was unasked for. She's lucky he consented with his eyes here. Yeah, she read eyes. So, so you're saying he was asking for it now. This, the roles have been reversed once again. Yes. <laughs> Murray, this is a lot of role reversal here. Oh. It's interesting. It's very... This is probably why people gave it such a low grade. They were afraid of uh, the sexual territories. They were, uh, you know, uh, 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 
adventuring to. Just as Sam's about to slip it in, Spangle comes out. Just stands over them silently with a finger to that earring. And he's like, he just hurls Sentinel off of him. Yeah. Because he don't want to feel that again. That's right. So we see butt naked Sentinella like curl up into a ball, and she's just like, fuck. So now she's got blue balls or yeah. whatever the lady equivalent of blue, ball, blue balls is. Blue Sam's clit, blue balls got to be even worse unless he. There's a lot it. of blue circular things going on here. Unless, unless the excitement of getting caught made him blow his load. Could have been. It could have. That's we a- never get into that. It's like, well, I could. How does the flap work? Like, so he can pee, but how does he shit? I don't know. Well, we is it? Oh, you know what? We did this. Yeah, last week. it's like a jock strap. Jock we, that's strap. what we we came up with. That it's got to yeah. be a jock strap jock situation. Strap. Yeah. So the butt cheeks are so he can get pegged all he wants. <laughs> and I think Sentinel would be into that. I think so. She might be. Yeah. yeah. Next morning. We finally cross over at the mutant reservation territory. There's signs. Abandon all hope. All ye who enter mutant town, frog town. Sans pointing out that not even the guards, you know, ice is willing to travel into uh, the frog reservation. Right. And he's just like, I just, he's like, how am I supposed to rescue? I, I signed up to fuck, not to die. How am I supposed, what am I supposed to do? Uh, I have a plan. And then we they, they do this thing where supposedly she's explaining the plan. We don't get to hear it, yeah. but it goes from daytime to nighttime, and Roddy is just furious. That's your plan? Yeah, he's like, I signed up to fuck for freedom, not to die for this shit. And he's got a point. That's all he did. And huh? she's like, your contract says, and, she had this, and he just grabs it and throws it out the window. Yeah, it's like all those poor kids, they recruit into the military. And she's like, he's like, she's like, fine. If you don't want to do your mission, we'll just leave you. And they just stop the car, kick him out. Right. He throws the papers into the air because he knows a good, again, another wrestling trope. He knows a good contract signing. Once that paper's gone, if like a manager gets a hold of it, maybe shoots it with the fireball, it's gone. That's it. Vamoose. You don't have right. to fulfill the contract. He throws it out into the air. And so if a good Gus gets it, contract's over. He gets kicked out of the car with it, though. They drive off, and then he's reminded. Boop, boop, boop. So we get a little gag where he's chasing after the car. I don't know how far the distance is because they had enough time to stop, start a campfire, get some hot dogs out. Right. By the time he rolls it. It had to be a couple miles because a mile on foot walking, that's about 20 minutes. So I want to say they gave him about a three-mile radius on that thing. Gave them about an hour to walk, catch up. They got their fire. They got their hot dogs out. And they are going to Glizzy Town. Like, Sentinella can suck those fuckers down. She's the, she's the, the, uh, what's the hot Joey dog? Joey Chestnut? Guy? She's or, the or Joey Kobayashi? Che- yeah, either one. You know, just yeah. pick your favorite hot dog slurper. <laughs> and she's that. I mean, she, she must be training for it. Yeah, it's kind of like, why didn't they let him fuck her? Well, she's not fertile. She's not. That's they, why. They mention yeah, it yeah. during the sex scene. Yeah. So while he catches up, you know, a, a beeping starts going. It's like, oh my god, not the ERC again! No, this is something different. Spangle has a device that can somehow detect its its fucking fertile pussy radar or something. I, uh, you know, I feel like hair metal bands have been trying to teach us that 
you know, fertile pussy radar is a thing. Like, you can find women that need to fuck tonight. It's the same technology that goes behind those ads when you're on sketchy sites that say there's hot, horny women near you, and then they show you your city. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. Is that real? No, that is real. I'm telling you. That's been around. Yeah. Because I'm like, where are these hot cougars in Pontiac? I've never seen them. I know. No no one has invested because the military, the government has control of all the devices. Oh. It's not like the cop radio things, you know? Anyway, there's a fertile woman nearby. So now, like, straight out of Wild Kingdom, they go on the hunt. They're hungry like the wolf. They're on the hunt. They're after you. They have the fucking, like, night vision goggles that they have to wear. They're literally reading the readout on their little device because it's so dark. Even with the headlights on, they can't figure out where the fuck to go. So the blips start getting closer. The woman's in the headlights. They're still looking down at the council, you know. And finally, Piper goes, that's her right there. You need to stop or you're going to run her over. It would have been cool if they had, like, a net gun. And shot her, yeah. yeah. And then dragged her behind the car, <laughs> take her to the campsite. I'll go along with the first start, not the and second. And so, well, I would explain why she's so filthy. She is. By the way, people, this is where the original episode cut off. We're gonna. This is going to be our fourth time describing this scene. Hey, we're like at the same mark. Hey, microwave timing. That's right. This is the fourth time we're going to describe it, and it will be the last time we describe this fucking scene and the rest of the movie. Please. Cross fingers, knock on wood very softly. All right, so this chick straight out of Road War. She's the feral child, filthy, playing a fucking little music box. Going, Pretty unfuckable. I agree with Sam because they're, they got her tied up and... Uh, Spangles doing all her like calculations, ovulation. Like. She's trying to do like a government, uh, you know, uh, surveillance inquiry or whatever. You know, she's got to ask her typical questions and all that kind of thing. So she's up there and she's doing the thing because fertile woman is not saying anything. Right. She's got. She's going speaking caveman. Yeah. Exactly. And so she's doing what you do when someone doesn't seem to be understanding you. You know, when you're in a foreign land and they don't understand English. Uh, would you say that you've had your period within the last week or has it been longer? <laughs> and so she's getting furious. And that's when finally Sam cuts in. Hey, she's terrified. Your questions are too personal and she's hungry. Let me, let me, let me give her some soup. So they're eating the weakest looking soup. It gruel. just looked like milk. Yeah. Or drool. Or gruel. Excuse yeah. me. So it he could go- have been drool in it, too. <laughs> I don't know. So he goes over. Hey, you're hungry there. Let me get in there. Helps her tilt her head back and everything. Puts the bowl to her lids. Very Christ-like. Maybe it was. Maybe he's had some cereal. He's gave her the milk that was left maybe, over. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Some shredded wheat or something. Ooh, that would be... God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a couple of those twigs from the shredded wheat and floating in it. And- <laughs> Chokes and and I ex- that explains why she spits it in his face. That might be why. Because she's like, shredded weed? What the right. fuck? We're the lucky charms. We're the fucky charms. For we're, the, we're the fucky charms. That's why she's running around in the desert. That girl's been getting so, out So uh, yeah, she takes it in the backside. That's why. <laughs> so she's ovulating. <laughs> Was that a Jim Brown reference? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes. And killing American stuff. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. 
people, make sure you listen to that episode to hear that. So, uh, not just the bots, people. So, um, she's like, Spangle's taking the bull by the horn. She's like, all right, I'm tired of this shit. She's ovulating. Boom! Sticks her in the ass with a hypodermic. Sam, of course, is freaking out. What the fuck are you doing to her? Knocked out. Finally giving her some Ovidol. Yeah. Which apparently is like Molly. Right. Because this girl, we do like a little like uh, transition, so it's been a little bit of time. She's the woman, fertile woman, is just kind of wiggling around on the ground. She's got a big smile on her face. She, you know, she, she's listening to Bjork in her own head or something. I don't know what's going on in there. Bjork. Bjork. Not some like EDM or anything. Bjork. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bjork came to mind. Okay. Uh, and so. Then she just looks over, Spangle looks over at Sam, goes, all right, right now. Start fucking. She's got like a stopwatch She's got shit. a stopwatch. Put the She's got a mobile up. Sweden scale that she's like setting up. Oh, my God. And that thing, the generator for that thing was three times the size of the car. I don't know where they got it out of. Some kind of magic D&D pocketbook. And Sam's like, well, I need... I need some fuckable music, you know. I, I can't just perform like that. That's you know? not how this works. I can't just. Get I have it. to work out my. What's the sex choreography gonna be? I don't, you know. This thing just doesn't go up and down. I'm not a light switch. All right, I get it. I get it. You need the little of the art of seduction. Well, it just so happens that the military med tech has trained me on such manners. And then she commences to do the. Most awkwardest white girl seduction moves. Heather Locklear and TJ uh, uh, Hooker. TJ Hooker, eat your goddamn heart out. Yeah, it's it's even like fucking Piper or Sam Howell is like, I think my dick curled up into my body. Like, this is awful. Stop. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I signed the contract. I'll do the deed. He feels... So bad. And I want to give Piper more credit here. Second watch through. The, the first time we record this, I thought, yeah, we didn't record this, but we were talking still. <laughs> yes. I was saying this is the moment I turn on the movie. Okay. I was just like, I'm done with this at this point. This time through, I'm still with the movie. I realize it's when they get to Frog Town that I was like, the back half of this movie is not for me at all. First half, I think, is fine. But once they finally start getting into the action and all that shit, it's just like... When something starts happening, when lo- something they lost you? When something starts happening, they lost me. I didn't find it interesting. So Sam is so upset by this dance. He feels so bad. He's making so many disgusting faces that Spangle gives up and curls up into the fertile position. And he's just like... The fertile <laughs> position? <laughs> Fetile Fetal. Fetal position. I mean, the girl is in the the fertile fertile girl is in the fertile position. Oh, right, right. My bad. I got it backwards. And so she's in the fetal position. And Sam just feels so bad. Yeah, well, you know, I signed put your put your blouse back on. Cover up, please. Please cover up. It's distracting me. (laughs) I can't get this up. I can't get the flap off. (laughs) So he's like, I did sign the contract. You're right. Just just go go back in your tent. I'll do I'll do my work. And so he's getting on top of Fertile Woman and he's just making 
eye contact straight into Spangle's eyes. It's like you're fucking somebody and your dog's in the room staring at you. Not a very awkward situation. Well, it turns out, Murray, dogs aren't the only ones watching the coitus. Yeah, that scavenger from the beginning of the movie is watching as well, I think. I, I, it's the same outfit with yeah. like the beekeeper mask. Did not hear a ribbit. Was too aroused. Do fro- Wait, no, I thought frog. When do frogs ribbit? Do they just ribbit all the time? Is it a mating thing? I think it is a mating call. Yeah. I thought it was too. And See? when they fight. I saw a funny snake. This is more longer. I saw I saw a funny video of frogs fighting because they're so stupid. Like because they had their like you know their like whatever their chin or whatever like stretched out. You know how they do that? And they're just like these yeah. chubby little frogs like slap fighting each other it's like little Steven Seagal's. I don't remember that for uh, later. Yeah. All right, next morning. Okay, next morning. We can't talk about frog fighting anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> That's what I want to talk it's, it's about. It's inhumane. Next it morning, Spangler wakes up, sees Sentinella still stroking that gun barrel. She's got a little uh, sexual frustration apparently going on. Uh, a lot of sexual frustration. As pay- Spangle notices that the the fer- the feral fertile girl <laughs> is now beautiful. She's got Beautiful, teased-up 80s hair. Her face is clean. Right. And the the loving couple in the fucking shared uh, sleeping sack. They're spooning dead, away. They're dead asleep, spooning away, just fucking morning wood riding in between her legs. And she's... Spangles looking over at Sentinel like, did you clean this bitch up? What the fuck? No, that wasn't me. What? That ain't my job description. Fuck right, that. Right. And then we learned that... that not... not He's not just a pump and dumper. He's not just a Casanova. He's a tender lover. Right. That that scene where he was, didn't want to fuck right away, he was being real about that. He likes to fuck conscious women. So Spang was like, all right, time to bag and tag. Slaps on a, a wristband on the on the fertile child. South is that way. Just start walking. Our med tech people will pick you up. They'll take care of you. Don't worry about so it. So what Go we learned, because he, he literally fucks some sense into this girl. She can talk now, Griff. She Literally couldn't talk last night. Now she's got a full grasp of the English language. She's like, you remember the show Frasier? I loved Frasier. And then she gives them a little intel about Frogtown because she is one of the girls that was kidnapped by Commander Toadie. And so she's like, she tells them, like, look, they're two clicks away, right over that ridge. Frogtown is there. And they're like, well, how... How did you escape and they didn't? She's like, because I ain't part of that crazy fucking Amish sect they're part of. They 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 call themselves passives. They believe you can do whatever you want to them. I'm a fucking woman, an independent woman. I said, fuck this. I got out. Beyonce. I-E-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. And you know me. That's a song. It's a rap song out there, everybody. So... Before she leaves, she gives a tender hug to 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 hell. And while Sam... He tossles her hair like a little kid. Sam fucking brings her in for the hug. It's a good... It's a warm... It's a hot embrace. No, I should put it back down to warm because they're not like madly in love with each other. He just tossles her hair and goes, you'll be good. And gives a little spank on the butt as she walks away. She giggles. It really is like, yeah, we're doing our work, but we're respecting each other while we're doing our work. So tussle the hair, toss it the tush. But we see that 
Sam just stares those dagger eyes from the night before into Spangle. Yeah. And Spangle is returning the favor. And she, I see a little bit of that green-eyed monster called jealousy. Yeah, Sam gives her a little smirk like, that could have been you, but you fucking blue-balled the fuck out of me. All right, so they... Twice! Right. So they get into the pink pink PT Cruiser. Thanks, Wings, for showing up. Stops right out the outskirts of Frogtown, and now their plan that Spangler has goes into motion. She tarts herself up in the sluttiest outfit you can imagine. Fucking thigh-high stockings. Some torn and thigh-high stockings. Of course, yeah. torn. All from the <laughs> neck down, slut city. We're loving it. Right. Bump, neck up, hair up, gigantic fucking glasses. You can see into the future with those fucking things. Wouldn't it help if during this scene when we're doing the foot up scan, like if they had some crazy hair metal playing or something to like... Cherry really, pie playing. Like really like play up the bit here? Or would that be too much? And she's like... Yeah, that'd be too much. She's like, hey, help me with this dog collar. She's got, you know, from the neck down, she's got to figure it out. I don't know what's going on from the neck up. But she's just, he's like, sure, I'll help you. And he puts it on super tight, ganks right. on. He's like, how do you like it being led around on a leash? A little puppet for your puppeteer to pull you around. And then she's like, don't even think about going for those earrings. Because if they lose contact with my body, your ECR bomb will trigger. That's right. Plastic explosives. What do you think were on the butt flaps? So. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> They start walking towards Frogtown. And they're getting right up on top of a hill where they can look down at Frogtown. Which is just an abandoned factory. Which What would what would the world of cheap post-apocalyptic movies do without abandoned factories? I want to know what this town looked like before. Because it's in the middle of nowhere. Because it's in the middle. A factory in the middle of nowhere. There's no roads. There's no nothing. But maybe. What was it? You think it was like, a, like an oil processing? Like. I don't know what the fuck could it this would, be. It, it would have to be oil processing. It'd have to be something that had to be done so fucking far away from civilization. Like it, it was so weird. Yeah, middle of nowhere. Yeah, but hey, it's perfect setting. It's for got. A movie. If it, it, we, we've learned from all our Italian uh, ripoffs. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of pipes and tubing. Dude, that's that, that's that's apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic. Yeah, people. and I'm I'm on for it. I don't care yeah. about that kind of thing. Let's do it. I'm I'm riding. So before they enter Frogtown, Hell is like, wait, you're seriously, you're gonna you're gonna go in looking like that. This joke's gone far enough. I I can't let you do that. Like the secondhand embarrassment he was getting from, you know, dragging her along on a leash. You think that'd be the ultimate, like you know. Dom Dom move yeah. is to make her have to wear like her fucking ugly glasses. Well, and- no, because that's what she wants her to do. So he's just like, that's the ultimate Dom thing is to make people do what they don't want to do. Oh, okay, okay. So that's he it. grabs those glasses. Look- I forget those glasses serve a function for her. Yes, he she can't see without them. Well, apparently, well that's what we think, but she's doing all right for the rest of the movie because he Maybe- pulls oh, pulls them off, fucking. He's like, oh my god, I can see into the <laughs> holds him up for a second, burns an ant, anthill <laughs> <laughs> explodes, and he just chucks him. And then he's like, and then he's like, she's like, all right, okay, I get it. All right, let's go. No, okay. no, 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 no. All right. Touch, puts the hair down because we saw the beautiful fucking job he did with Fertile Girl's hair. He, she, he's a master. She went from looking like shit to looking like a goddamn Miss Elizabeth straight off the fucking entrance ramp. Right. So he just 
teases it up a little, puts that hair down. And like, I, I hope in the second watch you got this, you're like, oh my God, this is a sexual being. I would want to put my dick in this. It's like amazing. Murray, I don't want to tell you about the things that happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember even being in the room for this scene the second time through. <laughs> so yeah, now she's fuckable people. All right. So now they go into Frogtown. Finally. And he did tell her, just smile a little more. <laughs> Women love it when you tell them this. Who is smile. done? I, I mean, I don't have to say it doesn't happen, but what kind oh. of douchebag? I've never in my life, I don't give a fuck, first of all, if someone's smiling or not. Yeah. But the guys that do that, like, yeah. fucking mind your business, asshole. Well, they're the fucking weirdest people. The people that say, oh, yeah, you're just not smiling enough. No, they're the creepiest, weirdest type of people. Yeah. They're, uh, never mind. <laughs> so they go, first place you go, you go to the bar. How do we know it's a bar? Because there's a neon martini glass. Right. So here's what we're, we're having to understand about this Abandoned factory establishment is that it is... Repurposed by the frogs. Right. And we see that people clearly have been working, like doing factory work, but it's not in the factory here. They're doing some other line of work. Well, they're doing... Yeah, we know what they're doing. We know what they're doing. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm okay. saving that, obviously. Uh, but yeah, they're doing some kind of work, but this is also the bar on the top level. It's where you go to relax. And, you know, it's also like a erotic dancing kind of thing. Yeah, well, I so, gotta have that everywhere. Relaxing, like you said, really relaxing. And then we get to see some Sweat of the- Sweatpants everywhere. Some of the bowels of the building. This is where, like, toughs hang out in the middle of nowhere. This is their hangout. Oh, yeah. So they can really, you know, ruthlessly control things, but- I don't know. It's, there's a lot happening here. Yeah. And we're walking into this little frog city. We're going, like you said, we're going straight to the bar. And on top of the bar, we have a frog stripper. Oh, yeah. Wearing all white. White day for a frog wedding. White day for a frog. It's nice day for nice a frog Nice day. Excuse me. Wedding. Nice day for a frog. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> too bad we didn't. didn't too show. bad we didn't lose this part. <laughs> so uh, he's checking out the, the layout. Go straight to the bar, and he's like, "Oh man, I haven't had a drink in a while." And she's like, "Oh, I'll have a white white wine spritzer." Shush, slaves don't get a drink. So he's in he's in the uh, full uh, uh, slave owner mode. Oh yeah, and he's gonna fucking drink that beer right in front of her. Enjoy he's every a, little uh, bubbly hop of that beer. No pun intended. No hop. Oh my god! Uh, see that? Uh. See, see, you were mad at me a second before, but I come back Turned and it around. fucking zinger like that. And so he starts drinking down, and he's doing that thing where you're not even paying attention to what you're drinking because you're just like, I'm gonna get a little buzz here. I've had a beer in so long. Just gonna get that buzz, and then suddenly he goes, "Taste buds? Nope. This is nuclear waste." No, it wasn't that. He noticed that they had Bud Light on tap, and you know how Sam oh, Hell feels about transgender no. issues. Yes, of course. Was is the frog uh, stripper? Uh, was she born? Was she gender assigned <laughs> to the man? He did ask the stripper <laughs> on the bar, "Is that a is that a dick in your lingerie? Is that a snake?" So we'll learn later, you know, that's, <laughs> but yeah, so he spits it out, says, I will never drink Bud Light, <laughs> smashes the fucking beer. 
Until and the then all of a sudden, I'll have a Bud Light. And he turns around. It's his fucking friend, Looney. Two Bud Lights, sir. <laughs> Looney, played by Rory Calhoun, famous for famous cowboy actor. And they're like, we, we learn these guys have a past, apparently. And he's excited to see him, and we learn why Looney is in Frogtown. The two of them probably were working in, ver- working in various like factories, hard labor type situations. You know, Sam just passed through that because who knows what Sam does? He's, he's just got big drifter. dick energy. Yeah. He's just BDE. He's just a BDE drifter. Yeah. That's all he is, and that's right. kind of what Max is. So it's like I get that. Yeah. Although we don't know that Max is really out there laying pipe. So no. So he's like, Looney, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, you're not going to believe this deal I got. I got these frog fuckers binding uranium. I find it. They dig it. I get 20% of the cuts. Fucking big deal. And he's just like, wait a minute. Uranium? If anybody knew about uranium, they'd be all over it because of the bombs that ended the fucking civilization 10 years ago. I know. Shh. But if you want a job, I'll go talk to Leroy. He might be able to work something out for us. Was it a job that they were going? No, for? He, he he's like he's like I can tell you have a slave here. Oh, you want to like sell? He her. wanted to sell. He was going to help him sell the yeah. Uh, okay, sex okay. slave. So he's like, I'll hook you up with Leroy. He knows all about the sex sex slavery ring. Right. So as far as we get it, understand it. Leroy is running the club here. Right. So they go to like find a table to sit at while he's working out the deal and they bump into the frog stripper. Right. And she goes up to Spangler. Spangle. Yeah, this was our our fucking you issue know of the was last even episode. Fuckier started this job. There's a Spangler. <laughs> God, I was like, what the fuck? Goes up to Spangle and goes, I love you. And then Sam's like, Maybe that's your type. Right. Some froggy lesbo action, huh? <laughs> And she's like, no, idiot. That's our contact from MedTech. And he's like, oh, so the plan is afoot. Plan is afoot. Okay. So now we cut to, we're at a table. Some some fucking, it looked like Lucky Charms. It was just some green milk slosh. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Murray on this one. He's always willing to shoehorn in some Lucky Charms, but this actually did look like some Lucky Charms. Yeah, it was, it was gross looking. And yep. Looney's... Turn, turn lo- the milk green. Looney's just... Churning. It, it might have been some, some Fucky Charm residue. Yeah. That's how rough they live out here. Yeah. If you want to know what a Fucky Charm is, listen <laughs> to our cruising episode. You <laughs> Don't eat while you're doing it. Don't eat. So... He's chowing down Looney because it's, it's, it's chopped up baby lizards and turtles. And, like, fucking uh, hell's like, oh, hell no. I'm not eating that. And then Leroy, who's a frog frog pimp, is like, well, how would you like a beer? He's very erudite, very Fraser-esque. He turns the, the bottle for him, and it shows that it's a Coors. And he's like, not Bud Light. I don't like Bud Light anymore for reasons I can't remember. He screamed. Paps Blue Ribbit. So get it? Because of frogs. He did it. He did it very Dennis Dennis Hopper-esque. He went, Paps Blue Ribbit. Fuck Heineken. (laughs) I wish I could save you and just keep moving (laughs) on. But the stupid... So were you preparing that for last time, or was this just something? <laughs> that was it. Was too good a joke to leave on the table. Uh, so we did do that joke last time. 
I will. Did we make it to the scene last? Yes, time? this is where we stopped. Right, this was here. where we stopped. Yeah. Oh God, I love that. I love that's the stupidest joke ever. And I love it. Okay, so Sam he takes that beer, real beer, chugs gurgle, gurgle, it, gurgle. chugs it down, belches it out. Where did you find real beer? Oh, we were excavating. The we, uranium mines, only slightly radioactive. That's right. And then we get like a cross-eyed fucking face. Beautiful facials by Piper. He brought that to the table. Again, brought it to the table. So, okay, Leroy's going to start. Oh. Then, there, well, then uh, some another frog comes in swinging his fucking snake dick around. And they're like, that's Bull. That's Commander Toadie's henchman. He's the one who found those fertile women. And he hates humans for what because because of the bomb you dropped that created. Shouldn't they be thankful they got created? Why are they hating? Because they hate existing. They have intelligence. They, they hated have penises. They, they liked being idiots more. They didn't have. But to what? But that brings it. up the question we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah, you're right. Or were they were they humans mutated into frogs or frogs mutated into humans? They were frogs mutated into humans, and they hate it because now they're trapped. No. Because now they got to get a job and they got to deal with a wife and kids. Right. Literally, they were just all... frog fighting when they were frogs, <laughs> just blowing up their bellies and banging them together. And now they're... they got to worry about fucking like fucking. IRAs. Their and- life was the, as simple as the Plata Bloodsport, and now it's fucking, like you said, IRAs and fucking, you got kids that are needing insurance and shit. Right. It's like, what the fuck braces, is Braces, all, all that shit. Frogs don't wear braces. Right. And- frog people do. Right. Monogamy was never a thing, but now that they're standing on two legs, everyone's Alimony. like, we gotta get married. Yeah. I got 4,000 I want to be a frog. I literally laid eggs with a woman. I have 4,000 kids. You know how much it costs in alimony now? $80,000. I make $2,000 a year. So Sam's like, I agree with you, brother. Fuck that shit. And then he's like, but hey, let's get down to it. How much you want for this broad? And he's like, well, I don't want her to fuck, dear boy. I wanted to dance. Can she dance? Well, I'll give you a 30 bit. If uh, I see her dance, there might be more lilies on the table for you. Yeah, that's her currency, people. Lilies. Lilies. Lily pads. Li- lily pads, everybody. So they're, they're, while they're haggling, Bull comes in and he, he grabs Spang- Spangle. I don't want to say Spangler. Grab Spangle. Who's this? She belongs to me now. And Sam's like, hey, wait. You're not going to do shit with that lady. Gets fucking hand right in the bread basket. That's right. And we know this shit's serious because we get a cut over to Looney. And he's trying to go like, Sam, no, Sam, stop. Because he doesn't want to get called out either. He doesn't want to get dragged down with Sam because Sam's about to cause a scene. So Bull goes, this looks like a mighty fine piece of ass. How about an auction? Who? I'll start the bidding at five lilies. And everyone's, you know, Bull's the fucking bully. So everyone's yeah. scared. It's like, I guess she's mine now. Doesn't even give fucking Sam the five lilies. He just takes her. Right. Sam. Sam's like, no, oh, hold on right there. She could dance. She could da- dance if you want it. She could leave your friends behind. Uh, she's great. And Bull's like... That's too late, my friend, and punches him in that bread basket, like you said. And he's out for the count. That was the hardest bread basket shot ever. Right. Leaves with Spangle. Spam, Sam comes too. And Arabella, the the frog stripper, who we're still not sure about her gender, but we are sure that she's on our side. 
And she's like, I fucking hate Commander Tony. He's like, how can I trust you? You're one of those froggers. I hate Commander Tony. For why? Reasons. They never really explain why. Maybe it's the fucking patriarchy of Frogtown. Are you seeing why I don't like the second half more? This this all this all fucking sucked. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, say it's I know great. you're not. This uh-huh. part, like the first part in the wasteland and all that, going into the frog town. Okay, cool. Dip, dip in and dip out. No, we're stuck here. We're stuck with this politics. We're stuck, and all that kind of stinks. But like you were saying, Sam's got that BDE going on so much that frog women want to fuck him. So she is all over him. And she's like, promise me you won't be gentle. And he's like, look here, lady. I don't know. I, I, I got this ECR. I can't, I can't do anything. She makes her move on him, and he throws her off of him. And so she's like, oh, my God. Every fucking legend I heard was true. You're rough. You're rugged. You're sexy. And then he realizes he needs her help. So he's like, well, how about if you put this over your head and hands her a sack? Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we cut back to Spangle. What has been going on with her? We don't know. She's being taken somewhere. <laughs> cut back. Arabella's sitting on the bar with a sack on her head. Sam's ready to skedaddle. He's just, she's like, "All right, I'm ready. Get your big dick out." And he's like, "I." I, what's with the bags? Like, just a little kink I have. Don't worry about it. A lot of humans do this. This is just my thing. And then all of a sudden, beep, beep, because Spangle's being taken away, so that ERC's going off. So Arabella points him in the direction uh, of where they might be going because they're. He, she assumes... This, this scene irritated me. I know. So many She's scenes. like, they're like at the top of a staircase, and she's like... She's, let's go. I'll help you. I'll, we'll yeah. get her. She tells them they're definitely going down into the bowels of the factory. Right. I'll take you to the entrance and everything and all no, that. No, she's like, I'll take you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I Well, yeah, I'll take you to whatever. But I'm just saying this is why it's dumb because she's like, I'll take you there. She trips, falls into a pile of junk, and can't move. Apparently. Yeah. She's incapacitated. You just go on without me. Well, his dick is going to explode, so it makes sense. It's like, yeah, just keep going. But it was still. It would take a second to get her out. Yeah. So now we we go to there's this room in the bowels where uh, Bull is at. Is is Toady there? I don't fucking remember. I don't remember when Toady came. You know, know what? Toady makes it. Toad T makes his appearance here. So Sam finds a little like catwalk. He's like looking down on the scene. They're basically in a barn with two floors because that's what it that's what it reminded me of. Probably was underground barn. So we see Bull talking to a very mysterious but familiar voiced character. He's got the shy guy kind of look going on. He's got a hood pulled over his head, the big rounded glasses with the. So gas I'm like, mask. I'm thinking, is that the scavenger guy or right? Who who is who was watching Sam fuck? Right. All I know is he he's got glasses and he can't stop asking people. How do you like my glasses? He's got some kind of voice. It's, it's, voice modulator. It's so irritating. Like, okay, whatever. You know, they couldn't do it. They literally couldn't. Spoiler alert. I don't give a fuck. This is fucking William Smith, Devlin. Yeah. Why couldn't they have just literally used a voice modulator? Because it Anything. sounds exact. It's like they're trying to voice modulate William Smith's voice. It's rough. So he's like, all right, here's the deal. There's no mystery here if you are keen enough to notice what he sounds like. <laughs> right. There's no mystery at all. 
we learned that we learned from the scene is that he has been supplying Frogtown with the weaponry that they're having. They're not like stealing it, right? And he's like another shit that'll be in a week, and he just leaves. And as he leaves, oh, Sam falls over the fucking you know balcony into the scene. Of course, because that's how all these things work. And so now we've got we see that Arabella. And Looney happened to be on site in the same, like, rafter structure that right. Sam just fell out of. And they're watching this as uh, Sam is going to be captured. And, of course, he shouts out to, uh, what's her name? Because she was there. Spangle? Spangle was there. And he Spangle was telling, uh, or not Spangle, but Toadie, I think. I'm pretty sure this is where we got our introduction to Toadie and his fucking sweet Mercedes-Benz, like, cape. Yeah, his class holding his class cape together. Class holding his cape together. He's going full-on 80s hip-hop. But uh, they they witness them as uh, they get separated again. But they're going to... Wasn't that Mike, made, Mike D from Beastie Boys? Didn't he have the Mercedes? I think it was Mike D, yeah. yeah. I think they were saying they were going to eat Spangle. And they were offering like to bring whatever. Well, they're going to eat her in more ways than one. What was, wait, but. do you remember what Spangle's name... Or not Spangle. I keep saying Spangle. What William Smith's character, Devlin, yeah. what his other alter ego was? It's like Commander, Commander of Sodom or something like that? Yeah, I think it was. It's like Commander Sonda, Sodom. I don't know. All I know is Arabella and Looney are watching this. Arabella goes, goes look, I'm going to go rescue Sam. You get your flare gun, and uh, the, the signal for Sentinella to come in was a flare. So That's he's right. like, I'll do that. So we got Spang being, Spangler take Spangle. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Spang, Spang. <laughs> How do we have another page to this fucking? Movie? Oh my god, we have another page. Page and a half. Oh no. How though? Nothing happens after this. Okay, so all right, Spangle. One turn deserves another. Now they got the Molly on Spangle, and they got the Bjork blasted. Because <laughs> apparently that's what you listen to when you're high on fucking Molly. <laughs> So she's like, we got the uh, the other passive girls. They've accept they're accepted their life in a harem. They got the billowy like like what are they gauze type dresses? Yeah, I don't know what shawls and shit. They're just see through. They're yeah, and they're just laying them out there. They're doing a lot of like that super hocus pocus type shit to her and right, everything. They're just blowing fucking weed smoke in her mouth, her face, and all oh, right. Yeah, of course. And she's like, you know, she's feeling it. She's like, oh, what's going on? We're weakening your body for the dance of the three snakes. Mm. All right. Cut to the the bowels of the bowels of this area. There's a bowel to this bowel, everybody. Right. This is the this is the small intestine of the fucking bowels. Talk about getting right. down with this, the sickness. This is the rec this is the, the rectum. Damn near killed him. Because Bull has Sam tied up, shirt ripped open. Got the fucking flap off. We're right. He's wearing fucking uh, chaps with so the fucking thing is open, and Bull is interested in that that uh, e ERC, and uh, he is he's like, uh, well, I can't just fucking cut this up. I gotta get that tech off of you. I've got to reverse engineer this shit. And Sam's like, don't don't. It's gonna blow. It's gonna blow. And he's like, well, yeah. He's like, yeah, sure. Pulls out the fucking chainsaw. Goes all chainsaw massacre on the thing. Sparks are fucking flying. He doesn't even. Yeah, it starts to fly, but he can't cut through it all the way, and so he's like, "Shit." Well, it goes boom, 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 boom. much like the Sweden scale much did like for us. Scale, yeah. Ran out of gas. 
Because Sam's like, finally, you came to your senses. Like, it ran out of gas. I'm going to I'm gonna fucking slice your fucking jockstrap off. Yeah. And then we get this nice cut where Bull is going over to fuck with his gear, put some gas, prime, you know, you know, put that two cycle in into the oil. The gas oil mix. Yeah. Yep. The gas oil mix. And as he's doing that, we go upstairs where Spangle has the girls dancing over, blowing the bong hits into her face. And the shawls and that shit are touching her earrings. <laughs> How sensitive they are. Th- yeah. So it's triggering them. And so we go back down to the torture chamber, and Sam is freaking out. He's getting well, shot yeah. in his dickhole. And so he calls out, Can you please get that chainsaw now? You are one weird dude. So... Bull comes over with that chainsaw. Sparks flying. Belt is removed. And Sam is like, ah, get it away from me. Get the it away from like, me. Bull's like, what are you talking about? He sniffs it. He's like, I mean, it stinks, but there's this flap. And then. <laughs> is boom. this your poop? And then Jesse's about to taste it. We're putting his, rubbing his fingers. <laughs> it blows up in his face. So she was telling the truth. Because yeah. fucking Sam was like, that bitch. She yeah. fucking, you know. They, no. did, they did a good job with a tom- comedic timing here. I almost said tomatic timing. Back up to the long intestine of the bowels. <laughs> Spangler, they're preparing her. She's got like this awful kind of white wedding kind of outfit. Like it's It's all... It's awful. Billowy. And the heads, the little straps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was awful. 80s, terrible. Yeah, in Frederick's of Hollywood. And so they're telling her, you, the three snakes, you're going to love it. And then the guards come in. Because she's like, look, we can take these fucking frog fucks. There's barely any of them. They're malnourished. They're fucking slippery. You can just slip right over. And look, we can take them. And so the girls don't get enough time to, like, get that inspiration under them. I don't know if it can inspire a passive, but she's trying when suddenly that door busts open. And was it one or two guards? It was two. Two. And she takes care of them. Spangle handles them. We saw her take care of Devlin. We know she knows how to, you know, take advantage of a guy who's not exactly expecting an attack. But then... And then, and she's like, "Are you with me, girls?" And like, "Yeah." And then two more come in, beat up fucking Spangle, and they're like, "No, we're not with you." <laughs> uh, so Arabella gets because remember, uh, Sam is still tied up. Yeah, fucking Toady splattered. I mean, Bull is splattered. Arabella comes in, she undoes him. Yeah, she gets to the torture room. We have like a build-up scene where we see the guard outside the door, and then we see like in her whatever she's wearing, she's got a knife. By her ankle, you don't, don't you don't remember, don't remember this, that. okay? And so they're alluding to the fact that she's gonna kill a guard, so she she fucking kills a guy to save Sam. She wants that human dick that bad. And then she turns a corner and just impales herself on a drill bit by Bull, who is still alive. Yeah, after she gets the Sam and and she's like fucking tickling him, and that's that's her kink. She's like, I know you're into bags over faces, I'm into tickling restrained men. And unfortunately, that was her last hurrah in life. She literally just walks into the drill bed. Right. Dies. Furiates Sam. It's like it's like your it's like your laptop died on you. This is how much rage goes into Sam. He grabs, rips the drill bed out of her and stabs Bull. That's it. That was it. That's it. All right. Now we go to the throne room of Commander Toadie. We bring uh, Spangle in front of him. Give me the dance of the three snakes. 
And then she's like, uh... She starts doing a dance here. And it's an awkward dance. Yes. And, and this, the comedy of it is because Sendal Bergman actually was a professional dancer. So she's playing it up. And so she's starting to kind of like move her body a little bit and throw some of that weird wedding veil and whatever gown around and everything. But it's, and not, it's not working until... No, no one's really into it. And she reads the room. She's worked in front of a live audience before. She reads the room. And then a voice comes in her head. I don't remember what it was. It was something about... I thought Tony just said, bring me some more fuckable music, and that's what got her into it. You think that's what it was? Yeah. It, right. it was, and it was it was Cherry Pie by Warrant, and <laughs> she starts moving, and Heather Locklear no more, Heather Thomas this time, Woo. and it's 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 doing something to Tony. Right. But meanwhile, Looney is outside, fires off that flare. He's a hell of a shot with that flare gun. Warrant Sentinelis, she is on the move. Back to Spangler. It worked. The three snakes have been aroused. Three snakes meaning Commander Toadie's three dicks. He has three dicks apparently. I don't know if they, we never see them. We just because he's got like a flap too. Like this is like, good, yeah. And he's, they just start rising up. Yeah, the smock cock, the cock smock. Yeah, that's cock what we smock. call it. The cock yeah. smock. And I really liked how they did. This is probably my favorite shot of the second half of this movie. Is she gets her shit together. Everybody's into it because we did that cutaway to Looney shooting off the flare. And then, you know, everything's just dry and quiet. And then we come back to this room. Everybody's alive. She's dancing her ass off, literally dancing her ass off. And then we cut over to Tony, Toadie, excuse me. And we see the Coxmock has three different pulsations against the, the fabric. And you're like, what the fuck? It's the three-headed snake. It's his dick. Right. Dicks. They could literally be snakes. We don't know. But snakes he's like, the come to me. And then she's like, obviously disgusted, as you would be. Inspiration by Matt Putt for Matt Pike's Snakes of the Divine album. Yes, that was. That's actually, people, many people don't know that High on Fire album, Snakes from the Divine, is a concept album about how hell comes to Frogtown. That's right. People don't know that. So she gives him one extra step she learned right in the fucking all three of the snakes. Wow. Does he have three ball sacks? <laughs> That's a great question. Because getting hit, getting kicked in the dick would hurt, but it would incapacitate you. Yeah. getting Especially when your dick's hard. Yeah. But getting kicked in the balls, especially if there are three balls. Well, we also know one of the worst things you can get is like the sack tap. So if you could get like a three stooges like tap across all three sacks. It's like, it's like skipping stones. Oh, it's like skipping stones, Murray. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking hell. Whatever, it works. Hell <laughs> comes to Toadie's three snakes. I want to tell you, though, this guy is like, um, I forget what the Toad people in um, Futurama are called, but he kind of has that common. Oh, the Electro Toad he, he, things that would oh, mind not control that one. you? The, the people that talked, because there were oh. some people that talked, and they wanted to fuck and everything. I, I think I'm thinking of the right show. But it kind of had that type of tone to it. I just, I love that he's like, I am now aroused. This is great. You should now see the three-headed snake. And she's like, uh, well, I got one more walk for you to trot. That was the ball kick. That was the only action line we really got in this movie, wasn't it? Was her like telling him, I'm going to kick you in the balls now. That's not a great line. I know. Did Sam really get any great one-liners? 
no. The guards break in, but Sam breaks in after him, and he kicks some fucking ass, shoots the guards, and they're ready to leave. And Sam drops some thing. He drops the information he learned. He's like, you're not going to believe this. Someone's been selling guns to the Greeners. Someone named Count Sodom. Oh, there's that name. It yeah, was Count- that was originally Christopher Lee's Star Wars character was Count Sodom, but then they said, "Oh wait, we would get confusing." That's fucked up. So this is this comes out of nowhere. This scene because this they're just is, yeah, this, they're this, like at the corner of a wall, like looking over, and then she notices, and I think everybody notices for the first time. He's got a little locket, like a heart locket. Yeah, it's not like. Sam has ever closed every button on his shirt. He's yeah. always got his pecs blaring. And yes, right. Sam should be blaring those pecs. This is where we learn why he's such a tender lover, apparently. Because she is like, is that what's that necklace that you for your wife? My daughter. So we learn that he has feelings. That he's he's had some shit happen to him in the post apocalypse. Right. So they've snuck up on where the passives are being kept captive. And they don't want to use guns here. They don't want to alert too many people. And so this is where Spangler, Spangle, is going to use her, you know, womanly charms for. She's just going to walk up and be like, I'm a woman and I'm supposed to be in there. Well, they told us from the very first scene, she's got some fighting skills. That's right. She's already taken out two guards here. Yeah. She takes out two more and drops an elbow on one. Right. And But, there's, but then there's, because they're in this, they're like, it's like in every fucking factory you see in a movie. Tons, tons of catwalks everywhere. So across the way, Toadie's there with his goons with guns. And then that's when Looney pops up, who's hell of a shot with that flare gun. So he shoots it at him, and it blinds them. Because remember, frogs don't like light, apparently. I remember this logic from high school. And so that's we, we finally make, but they make their escape, but Looney does get shot. Yeah. Poor old Looney. So you're, you're left. But they still they, they don't leave him. They take him with them. No, leave no one behind. No man behind. I guess this is the other bad part of the second half. There's like no tension to it. They're trying to make it tense, but they're also trying to make it fun and also charming with the whole. Oh, you 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 live for your daughter. I don't know. I'm it's, just ready to get it done. Outside, Sentinella rolls in with a pink PT Cruiser. All aboard. So we got the girls. Where did the girls come from? Did they rescue them? Yeah, they were just outside the ca- the passive captive room. That's the scene we just... You're so eager to get this done, you're not even paying attention. Uh, they just saved them. They were just walking out with the girls. That was okay. the loony okay. scene. All right. <laughs> Come on. Now we're not the 99%. We're like the 89%. All right. So no longer a nerd. Spangle. Now that... Okay. Everybody's yeah. in the car, Murray. Yes. Okay. Spank or uh, Sam has saved Looney as well, and Looney gave him a line like, "Don't wait up for me." And he's like, "I can carry you." And he's like, "Yeah, you are a whippersnapper." So everybody's cool. They all load up into the car. They're all getting out of here. Spangle's cool now. She pops on some shades and drives them out of town. But too bad the Toadies Greeners also have a car of their own. But also, Sam goes to check on Looney. And then Looney is like, somehow, did he get shot in the head? Because he has blood on the back of his head. Yeah. Because, like, Sam, like, cradles his head. Yeah. Sees blood. Sam's not cradling him. The ladies are. And then Sam goes, I mean, Looney goes, this is the way I want to die. Smother me with your tits. And the girls give him his last wish, and they smother Looney with their tits. You know what that scene's reminiscent of? 
that fucking bald kid in the Fury Rosa movie, the Fury Road movie, Nux. Was that his name? Yeah, when he was being comforted by all of Morton Joe's women. Yeah. That's this scene. Who wore similar outfits to these girls. George Miller, you, you fucking hack. We found you out, George. You should always write your own movies instead of doing Hell Comes to Frogtown 2. Which stars Robert Zadar. Yeah. So we might have to go to Frogtown one more time. Oh, wait. There is a Hell Comes to Frogtown 2. With Robert Zadar. Oh, my God. Who's the hero? He's not the villain. We're going to... Oh, my God. he's got a mustache in it. We are going to Frogtown. G&G goes to Frogtown again. All right, but yes, Toadie is chasing him. He's got, like, cannons on his uh, car, so they're, like, blowing uh, around our our, our PT Cruiser. Toadie's got the fucking Mercedes fucking cape on. He's ready to rock and roll. We we talked about that. So uh, Spangle's plan is, I'm just going to go on these rocks here. That that should do it, right? I see rocks to the left. I'm going to park there. Joker's to the right. Here I am. Yeah. And so they stop, and then, like, there's cannon, but it's shooting like mortars. They're kind of just, like, hitting near them. Yeah. Yeah. And then their way is blocked by Count Sodom. Right. They're freaking out because of this little bit of cannon fodder. And they're like, oh, my God, we're under distress. What do we do? It's Sodom. I really like my fire show. Pulls off the mask. And to the amazement of nobody watching this movie, it's William Smith, a.k.a. Devlin. But he has a very... I was kind of like... Who's the villain? Who's the hero? Because when I listen to Devlin's ex- explanation, I'm like, he's kind of the hero. Because he's just like, of course I'm working with Frogtown. We can't have broads running our country. They got us by the small hairs, Sam. You understand, don't you? We need to take control. This used to be a man's world. So he's, I'm buying in. I'm like, man, this guy's speaking some truth. He's, he's, he's speaking some Andrew Tate knowledge right now. <laughs> he's going full Andrew Tate. He's got a cigar. He's got a podcast mic nearby. He's like, I'm not broadcasting this shit. <laughs> I got you by the small hairs. I've, the cunt hair. I've been selling those arms so I can get that uranium. Remember? Call back the loonies uranium mine. I'm going to build a bomb. I got all these renegade scientists that are working on a bomb. Um, and I'm gonna, the man who has the bomb rules the world. And so Sam, he's listening to this whole thing. He's shaking his head. He's in disgust. And while he's shaking his head, again, slate of hands, slate of face. Did he rather. always have the sword? I don't remember seeing him with the Dude, sword ever. I don't remember this either. But in this scene, <laughs> suddenly he's got a tiny, not the full katana, but the medium katana. I forget what that's called. That's got its own name, Murray. Uh, and he's telling the one girl, grab my sword and put it in my hand. Grab, grab it, grab it. I'm a passive. Grab it. So finally she grabs it, puts it in his hand, and he fucking dart throws it <laughs> into William Smith. Goes right through him and pales right. him. And so he's on this cliffside, and they have one view of it, of course. He falls over. It's a. It's not a wide cliff, so he falls over the far side of it. And Sam's like, I got to go confirm this kill. Right. And he goes over that, that rock, and there's just a puddle of blood. So he follows it follows it and then he sees Devlin laying their face down he's like well he must be dead he's got he's got a gun with him this is the best this is Murray I'm gonna tell you now the surprise for me was on par with uh, uh Invasion USA wow well it, 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 
There is a rocket launcher. Think, think about why that is. Yes. Because William Smith somehow concealed a <laughs> rocket launcher under his supposed unconscious body here. And so uh, Sam, just, he's like, he's dead, right? He doesn't like. Yeah. He's, like, he he's just walking up to his body without a gun or anything. Oh, he, I think he had a handgun. I remember he did. I didn't think gun. he had it yeah. like pulled, though. He had it pulled. Oh, OK. But he, yeah, he said he, he just he checked his pulse. He's like, he's dead. He's yeah. obviously dead. So he walks away. Oh, OK. And then it's time. <laughs> it's time. Rostov. Hellhoff. Gets Hasselhoff gets up. Williams William Smith's got that fucking rocket launcher ready, and then uh, he just gets shot. Right? I, I think yeah, because uh, that's like uh, Sam's got the guns. So he just turns around and shoots him. Yeah, it's very anticlimactic. It was super anticlimactic. Like he should have got blown up by the rocket, right? Not the other way around. And then suddenly an explosion, and we know that that's got to be Spangles' car. What well, can't be? Because they. We're hitting, hiding in the rocks. That's the perfect place to get away from. <laughs> no one would ever follow them. Not even the person with no interference a mile behind them who can see three miles ahead of them would ever track them to the rocks. So the PT cruiser is in flames. He's in tears. He's like, oh, my God, all the women have died. All the all that fertility. Right. Sam, who, of course, took that rocket launcher, rolls up on the scene. No women in sight. Assumes they're all dead. Cody and his crew are in their fucking whatever vehicle. You know, they've got their own Mad Max vehicle. And he's got the jump on them. So I, he didn't use the Rostov line again. Toady, get those toadies out of your car. Yeah, he shows mercy, which I guess he has to because he only has one rocket. So the toadies take off. Like, Not you, Commander Toady. You stay here. And then he just as he goes to sh- shoot that rocket off, it's not time. Because it, it's a dud. It doesn't work. So Toadie's like, you motherfucker, I'm coming for you. So Toadie starts getting closer, but it turns out that Sam did have a loaded revolver on him. Yeah. So he does get a couple shots off on Toadie. Toadie goes down, and Sam's just like, well, I'm going to go check out, see if I can find the girls, and starts walking away. Ends, doesn't he end up like on a cliff? Yeah, somehow he's on the top of like a hundred foot cliff. On William Smith's cliff from before, he's like up there. This is the spot for a fight. But this was very. I was getting fucking Star Trek uh, flashbacks. Yeah, this 100%. was this is Kirk versus the Gorn, which was another lizard guy. Do, and and, do, they, do, do, do. and we all know the episode where Kirk hand makes a bazooka. He like figures out the chemicals. I don't remember this. You never seen this? Oh my god! I was like, I was getting, and then I looked it up on IMDb. This is IMDb, so take it with a grain of salt. Apparently, according <laughs> to IMDb, this is this cliff rock formation is where they filmed the fucking Star Trek scene. <laughs> I, I believe it because I that's exactly the vibe I got. All those Star Trek sets, yeah, they they kind of look. So like, yeah, they're just fighting. Hand, I was shocked. I guess Piper is like, no, I'm a serious actor. I'm not going to do wrestling moves. So there's no suplexes, there's no body slams. But he does pull out a patented Roddy Piper eye poke. That's a patented Roddy oh, move. Oh, you're right, a hundred percent. So he I he does the Three Stooges eye poke on Toady. I know that. I saw this movie. I saw the eye poke. I put it in my note. I did even register it. Yeah, yeah. that's a classic Piper move. And then that blinds Toadie, obviously, and he falls off a cliff. Well, but he, he, he monkey flipped him over the cliff. Okay, and he, he, but he's yeah. hanging, and he grabs he grabs the leg of Sam, right, hanging on there. So it's like, how is Sam going to shake him loose? Well, he's not going to shake him loose. He's got to cut him loose. Right, because the samurai sword is, is 
back in his behind his no back. no it's he he can't oh, reach it, was it. On the ground. he had it in his hand because that's where williams yeah oh, no he no, had it in his hand people. and then it got knocked loose yeah. and he's grabbing for it so this is the only tension if you can call it tension in the movie closest he's and he grabs it and he cuts off toady's hand and then toady falls 100 feet down splat yeah and he's dead so sam killed him confirms his kill just looks over the edge this time doesn't go and check the pulse returns to the car and he's like shit I let everybody die. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Reb and, comes to Frogtown. I mean, I love Piper, but man, <laughs> Reb doing this? No, if Reb... So, this is the thing. Reb is a more experienced actor. Right. And he's been in a lot more bad movies. Yeah. And honestly, I think Reb would have been better for this role. Yeah. Wings, better for this. There's a lot of B-level actors who would have been better for this role. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sorry, so. Piper. So, all right. So then, then Spangle just goes, "No, we're we're behind the rocks. We're fine. It's okay. We've been here the whole time. Why the fuck did you not uh, try to wait? Uh, so I'm I'm fucking up this whole build up because this second half sucks. When the first half's opening, I'm like, oh, there's so much hope for this world. But the second half, it's like, no, there's nothing. And so they embrace. Yes, they embrace. He pulls her in for a big smooch and she goes back to that first night where she's like I'm going to I'm getting out of this. I want it, but I don't want it. And she tries to shock his dick again with that ECR, but it doesn't work cuz he doesn't have it on. Cuz he doesn't have it on. And he's like I knew you'd miss me and gives her a big old smackaroo. And then he's like, "You know what? I'm over my daughter." Sentinella Take this locket. It's garbage to me now. Like it, that. Why is? What? I guess fuck? this is somehow right. I, I would say it's a way to humanize him, but he was always cool to begin with. He was never a dick. He was never a dick. He's so, never cold to anybody. He was like, I hate the government, which is a sentiment a lot of people have about government work. So it's like, this doesn't work. They just got a lot. There's a lot of good here and a lot of bad, and they. They didn't do a good job mixing. So Spangle's like, you know, after you get done banging all these women, maybe you can give me some sloppy seconds. That's right. After your vacation. We could go on vacation. And then he goes, soldier's work is never done. And we go into credits. Finally. Fuck. I I mean, this is a per this is like the prime example of a four to five out of the ten scale. There's parts here. But there's just not a lot of good. Maybe the the necessary thing was that R. Maybe we'll we'll appreciate Return to Hell comes to Frogtown. See, Return to Frogtown. We just said a moment ago, and at least I really pr- proposed it. But I would have liked this movie probably better if you put a B actor in there. If you had a uh, uh, wings or you had a red brow. Well, it was the first attempt. By, by, it was the second attempt. He was in the awful movie Body Slam too. Oh. But that was in his wheelhouse. He played hey, a wrestler. I don't mean that as a slight on no. Roddy, especially no. at this time in his acting career and all it. that. He's the best wrestler turned actor. He just is. It's just a lot of this movie had bad shit to it. and It Roddy's was a low-budget Roger Corman movie. Yeah. It was shit from the, from the jump. Yeah. Nobody. Reb could have made it better, but nobody could have made it a good movie. Right. Only, but... The problem is only certain actors can turn that chicken shit into chicken salad. And he was too early in his career. Exactly. Roddy was yeah. not equipped to turn that into chicken salad yet. He did his best. He was he, did he his, was good. He did his best. I didn't despise Roddy in this movie at all. It, it, it he 
I don't know. It's just it falls flat. Well, I'm glad you said despise actors, Griff, because we've been given so much love for the past two months. We've just been loving it. Wings Hauser, Show Kazugi, Steve James, Roddy Piper. Next week we're gonna get a uh, guy we don't love so much. I mean, he he is our sensei. He has taught us a lot in life. So you say we're doing another name? We've done a lot of names, and we're continuing with it. This is a name I think all you people are going to love. We love to hate him. I mean, we don't love him. Oh, we're going to... You guys love us loving to hate him. This is a movie that Griff picked out. You just watched it a week ago. Dude, I didn't even get to watch the full fucking thing. I watched okay, well, maybe... I, I hope it turns out. I watched maybe 20 minutes of it, and I was like, this is a Seagal movie for you. It's a, is this a straight-to-DVD no. Seagal? No. What? This is one of his last theatrical releases, according to whatever source well, I, don't, I, I searched. In America? I can see being released in like Serbia or some no, shit. America, supposedly. I don't. I have no recollection. It was. It's. A, it came out like two thousand eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah. So that means he's still doing some of the work. There's slap fights. That was part of the reason why we're doing this. He does not have the fucking chocolate donut goatee. I don't believe he does. He does not. I saw. I saw the trailer okay. for it. He's got a do rag on for some of it. And he is one dangerous man. Yeah. That's the title. That's of the. the movie. T- I had to explain this to Kayla, and she was blown away by this phenomenon how Seagal movies always have three word titles under siege well under siege uh what what were some of his first movies we've done this bit before hard to kill hard to kill the law yeah he loves for death yeah and when we went through his imdb it's like over 70% of his movies have a it's, He's title. like a 2000s emo band. He's got to have three words oh, or yeah, more. Yeah. You know, which, which <laughs> you're going to name a band one, two words top. It's yeah. got to punch you. It can't punch you. Can't, it can't be like I'm reading a fucking paragraph. Off. All right. So that's next week. Steven Seagal. He is, is a dangerous man. We are a dangerous podcast. To be. Or not to be, uh, to use Stewart's joke that you heard at the end of last week's episode. Yes. Or no, that the Miami to Vice To be episode. or not to be, that is the streaming sites for yeah. this movie, A Dangerous Man, next week. Keep it warm.